Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show, and this is where we tell our stories our way. Hey, we got a great show going on today, so tune in. Dial the number 918-856-3873. Tell a family member, tell a friend, talk to somebody. You know, our people are calling in already. All right. <laughs> well, we ain't even got started right. yet. Hey, in the uh, studio, Damali Wilson. How we doing, ma'am? Hey, hey, hey. I'm great. How are you? Charles Harper. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm happy to be here. I feel blessed. You feel blessed? (laughs) And my co-host, Sherry Lasky. How we doing, lady? I'm doing well. Okay. Let me get close to that mic. All right. I'm picking you up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. We got a great show going on today. Uh, Damali, tell us the title. So the title is, what is the title? Um, (laughs) The Vote Project 2020. That's what it is. And we have uh, Greg Robinson for mayor is going to be here. Yes. Uh, Re-elect Vanessa Hall Harper. is going to be here. Exactly. Uh, And Kojo. Kojo for Congress. Yes. And Dr. Tiffany Crutcher. So we're going to have, we're going to be playing some musical chairs. Oh, yeah. We got to, we got to start it. They're going to roll roll out. Yeah. That's that back. Back and forth, <laughs> forth, back. Right. And that's Welcome exactly what it yes. is, you know. So we're gonna have some fun with that. Yeah. So yeah. Meanwhile, uh, you know, elections coming up tomorrow. Yes. You know, wow. here in uh District One mm-hmm. and you know, it's gonna happen. It is. So let's go yeah. over some preliminaries and let's talk about what's on the ballot, you know. So everybody should know um, by now, because we've been talking about it. Well, we've had, what, two shows on your show. Oh, yeah, for right? sure. Politics 101 and, you, and Politics 101 Part 2. Right. And you guys have been talking about right. it on and your show. We've been talking about it on our show for like the last, what, I don't know, three three weeks maybe? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, actually in District 1, and we're talking about District 1 and we're focusing on that is because that's where this community radio station is. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, and that's really where most of our listening audience is, you know, however, you know, there you know, some some people might be in some other areas. So you need to check with the voter registration office to find out where your polling, polling place is and what's actually on the ballot for you. Yeah, right? because some people don't actually know where to go. Absolutely. Is it at the church or is it at the library? Where, you know, which exactly. one? You know, so you know, we need to know. You're gonna get all you can get all that tonight. Exactly. Get all your questions answered. Because exactly. we want you ready to roll tomorrow. No questions asked, right? Yes, That's right. Yes. No questions. Hey Bobby, asked. check this out. My mom is actually watching. Okay. So hey mom, say hey, hey to mama. Hey to mama. And yeah. we got uh Yolanda mm-hmm. and Gary Barnett. Hey, how y'all doing? And then we got like 10 secret guests. We don't know who they are, but yeah. welcome to the show. Some of Bobby, you know. Good. Good thing right there. You know, Sherry and Damali got these fans from all over. Yeah, they rock stars. Rock stars. Right. Like, you know how it goes. We yeah, just glad to be a part of it. Right. Yeah, part of it. So, so good. probably the biggest election is the election for mayor. 
Yeah, and, here uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Here in Tulsa, right. I, yeah. I, would, I would say it's huge. Yes. Yeah, it is, and people yeah. are talking about it most definitely. That's a big conversation right now. Absolutely, you know? and all eyes are on Tulsa right now just mm-hmm. because of the centennial of the 1921 race massacre that's happening. So people are curious, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of racial tension right now happening in the city. And so people want to know, you know, what what's happening and what are we going to do? You know, yeah, what's going we're actually on? setting the standard, whether we believe it or not. People yeah. are watching us. Yeah, you know? absolutely. They are. Yeah. So yeah. Like I say, this is one, this this is local. So you can't yeah. say my boat and don't you count. Know, it don't matter. You know, I believe in the local boat more than the national. Boat absolutely. Because what we do on a local basis and the changes that we it can impact our community a yeah. lot. I mean, you know, better. You know, right. we can just get it going way. on. In a a major way. In a major major way. way. Because right now we're still dealing with, um, you know, police brutality. It popped up again today. And that's a big thing in our city. Yeah, it is. We know it oh too well, very Mm -hmm. well. But, you know, we get the um, lip service. A lot of lip service. Yeah. You know. And you know what I've been noticing, too? It's been a lot. It's been some little dirt slinging a little bit. Oh, you know.
You know what I mean? I said, I started sharing that. I know Bobby didn't do this. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It was wonderful. Thank you tomorrow. She said she wanted to have a good show. We're going to have a great show because you represent us. We got to be something. You made us feel like we somebody. She She put my big old head up there. Oh, man, look at her, man. She she did a great job. Thanks thanks a lot, sweet tea. Appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So the the election's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Polls open at what? Seven o'clock. Seven. Seven to seven. Seven to seven. seven. Mm-hmm. Twelve yeah. hours. Yeah. That's so right. You got time to make up your mind. Mm-hmm. Young people, get out. If you do have voter registration, young people, get out and vote. Yeah. Right. Because we know the seniors and our elders and stuff are going to go older. On. We're yeah. going to get out and do what we need to do. But we need those young people's vote. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's right. To get out there and do their thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You know, the last election that they had, um, me and Trey, my son, mm-hmm. right. we right. were the first people in line to vote. At the Rudolph Hill Library. Okay. We were standing in the front. Y'all should have took a picture. That, that's history, yeah, Bobby. Yeah, yeah, I know. I wasn't thinking. But we were that. the first ones <laughs> and all the line was behind us. Right. Hey, we was waving at everybody yeah. and all that. You know me and Damali yeah. would have went live. Yeah. Right. right. And it was his first time actually that's awesome. uh, voting wow. here in Tulsa. Right, that's right. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, in Tulsa. So um, we rode together, oh. went in there and stood in that line, me and my son. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Monumental. Yeah, yeah. You should have taken a picture Tra- of that. That's body. called yeah. training them up. That means okay. Bobby doing a good job training up that next generation. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. He's, a, he's a good young man. So, yeah. you know, we'll try to get it going on. But we're we're waiting for the arrival of these candidates yeah. to show up, and they're going to show up. So oh yeah, yeah they're going to yeah, show up. They, they, they just yeah, a matter of time by. and dropping by. They're busy. Yeah. Things are going on right now, so no yeah. telling what they're involved in right. today. Yeah, this yeah. is the eve. Mm-hmm. The eve, right? That, right. So it is the last the minute. Yeah. that's what yeah. it is. Yeah. I got so some last can... minute stuff to do myself. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, we all do. Yeah. Some last minute stuff. So I think if it was me, I think I would be having butterflies. I don't think I just would be. And I can only imagine how they feel physically, right. mentally, yeah. emotionally, right. spiritually. Yeah. And right. just tired, yeah. you right. know, and you got to mindset, press, you know, push through. Press, yeah, you stress through. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, through. Yeah. A lot of stress and stuff like that. So yeah, I wouldn't want that job. Yeah. Well, here in Tulsa, we've got some uh, uh, platforms as far as what to vote on. Right. You know what I mean? So. Damali, do you have that information of some the, of the, the stuff that's going on? Proposition. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, see, go see now, that. for me, like I said earlier, and some of the earlier shows, don't vote on something you don't know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Don't do that. Right. But even here's the problem: the wording throws a lot of people. Oh, off. it really does. Like that does. first one tricky. about yeah. the different commissions right. and whether or not they can vote off or combine commissions. Right. If you're not familiar with that whole process, sure. Sure. Yeah, I think good idea the first commission to go will be what mm-hmm. and that's also going to be the beauty of having all these different people coming in that's running we can go a little bit more deeper into why they're worded and right. what you need to understand that's so true. for the people logging in if you text me your questions and stuff early i'll try to yeah. find a way to work them in and say come through yeah because that's the deal you know we're gonna have um these officials in here these people that are actually running for office candidates and you know so now is your time to ask some of the questions that you're not sure about yeah you know um and and so that way you can get those answers so tomorrow when you go to the polls to cast your vote then you're casting because you understand each and every one of the questions 
you know, and you're making an informed decision. Yeah, mm-hmm. and your buddy, um, Jeremiah from the Two Dogs. Uh, uh, can I bark twice? <laughs> two Dogs. My, I don't know Jeremiah on there. Bark on your show. But, he <laughs> said, <laughs> but to like to your story about you and your son, Jeremiah said the first time that that um, first time my daughter voted was at the polls for President Obama. Oh, wow. wow. Mm-hmm. And he said he That's was sitting there name. with his chest stuck out like yeah. the black Superman. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. You know, he felt, I know good. that felt yeah. good. Yeah. It's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I sit in line for that one. My daughter gonna be ready, y'all. I'm I'm feeling inspired, so my daughter she can register. Yeah, she's not quite. She's a month away. Okay. So when it's time for her to register, I'm getting to the polls first. She's gonna be 18, and we are gonna get a boombox yeah. and be front in line to be start the theme music. Be beating, huh? Start the electric slide. Right. Hit Bobby and Jeremiah did something. Let's do the wobble and some other stuff. Read that. Everybody, make it. You know what? People at some point, Bobby, they have to get excited about voting. They do. You're right, man. People died for it, so we gotta find a way to get people. Yeah, they did. You know, they got water. They got water hose down. They died. Right. They had all of that going on right there, and you know, hey. We can't afford because we're standing on the shoulders of others. A lot of you know who gave us that right to vote. Yes, absolutely. So it's so important, you know, that we do that. You know, so uh, our first guest has arrived. Yeah, we're gonna get her here. We're gonna get her here in just a minute. Just hold on one second. Hurry up! Hey, they in here, Vanessa Hall Harper in the house. See the councilwoman's in the house. Yeah, we're gonna get her up here in just a minute. And as they come in, we're gonna. We got questions. Yeah, everybody got (laughs) questions. You know, so. We're gonna get. We're gonna take a little break here in a second. Okay. Well, I guess we can take it right now. <laughs> you know what I mean. And we're gonna be right back. We want you to dial a number nine one eight eight five six three eight seven three if you got any questions. You guys got any questions? Anything you say? No, and I, and I would just say to people who are watching us on Facebook Live on World One Development page, if you have questions, then you can go ahead and type them in um, on our message bar, and we'll definitely read those out on on air. And that's you right. Know, and then also, um, just tune in. I mean, you either eighty nine point nine FM or you on whatever you're on, call in, you tap can, in, do something. But hey, we just here. be in. To get a good feeling get and to in. get excited to vote tomorrow. And we already got city councilwoman, one of the candidates, Vanessa Hall yeah. but she's already in the house. Okay. Right. So, so we're gonna bring her up next. Bring her up next. You know, so call so. your family and friends, tell them to tune in. Yeah. Lock in. All right, you're on the Bobby Eaton show where we tell our stories our way and we want you to tune in like Charles just said, okay? All right. Okay. That's right. He goes on.
endorsing and who are you know <laughs> behind you. Vanessa yes. <laughs> and uh, you've done so much work in the community since you've been in office I mean you've had an expungement mm-hmm. uh, going on at the 36 events right. with Charles exactly. and Molly so now yeah. and all of that three of them right yeah. Yeah. and uh, the grocery store coming up over there yeah, absolutely. that grocery store okay. somebody right. told me Somebody said, years. they say, they should have put a big sign out there to say Vanessa. You know what I mean? <laughs> Vanessa did this. You know what I mean? So, right, you right. know, it's a combination of people getting together and getting Absolutely. involved to make things happen. Exactly. Right. You know, and as we move moving forward, I can't wait. This It's just right, one walking distance from me. I know, right? Yeah, cool. Absolutely. Right. Cool. Well, you think right. I ain't going over there to get some greens and cabbage? <laughs> okay, <right. laughs> And I told him, I'll tell you what to put on the shelves. Okay. <laughs> right. yeah. You know, you need to be able to, to cater to your community. 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 Right. Yeah. 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 I right. saw Louisiana hot right. and that other stuff. Yeah, right. right. Well, yeah. maybe Crystal. Yeah. yeah. Tabasco. <laughs> Tabasco. <laughs> Tabasco. Yeah. I mean, it, those things matter. So yeah. we want the store to be successful. Yeah. And that's so, really right. true. You have to, 
you need to, to acclimate to the community. Right. Yeah. Or absolutely. else it's never going to work. Because right. you got to get people, yeah. to me, you got to get them out to dollar stores. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And and get them not shopping. Get them yeah. conditioned yeah. and not right. shopping them by yeah, like inferior food and stuff inside right. those exactly. dollar stores. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping the dollar doesn't open. Some of these dollar stores are closed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That was on the news this morning, national news. So you made history in what you did with the Dollar Tree down Dollar Store down the street. Right. Because all over the country they're starting to see those health disparities as it relates right. to those dollar yep. stores yep. and that easy food. And they're like, yep. well dang, everybody getting diabetes yeah. and high blood right. pressure. Right. It's because it of the lack of food. Nutrition. The lack of nutritious food in the community. Yeah. Right. No. And, and they cause food deserts. Right. right. Exactly. They yeah. drive grocery stores, stores out of out. business and, and grocery stores don't want to come into an area community where there's proliferation, right? Because they won't be able to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it's still a business. If the business is going to survive. They need to turn up, mm-hmm. right? And so that's, you know, that is what is uh, through this whole situation. That is what communities are seeing now more and more. Tulsa, when we approached it, um, the studies hadn't been done, right. like what mm-hmm. you, like what Sherry just mentioned, as far as the uh, the documentation of their effects, right? Mm-hmm. And so we jumped in it, and that's why there was so much pushback. Uh, in Tulsa being the first city to put a moratorium in place and to put a healthy neighborhoods overlay policy in place. Uh, that is a policy for those that don't know what policies are. Mm-hmm. And so, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, y'all know what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, um, exactly what you're talking and, about. And, and cities throughout this country and even outside this country are duplicating those same those same policies to, to affect that change. So we set up the template, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Basically, exactly. huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, exactly. and, then, exactly and then those small mom and pop grocery stores that's yeah. been around for 20, 30 years, they, they have to shut change. They don't. They're no. shutting they're they shutting, shutting down, down. all over the country. Yeah, if you go down. to Vice News, um, there they have a. Um, it's, it's on HBO, but you know it's a show. Vice News. Vice V I C E and mm-hmm. Google um, Dollar Stores, and they'll they've done some stories on that. And Tulsa mm-hmm. was one of the stories. They came here and actually recorded the story about that. And there's a store right oh, up in Kansas, and in a in a in a in a store owner. He had, he soon he, he knew he had it down to the day. From when he uh, when that dollar store came in across the street from where that grocery store was to the day he closed, closed his, the store before, down before he had to close right. the store mm-hmm. down right. and it was directly related to that to dollar that. store and it used to be Walmart it yes. used to be yeah. Walmart moved in but now it's yes. the dollar stores yeah. and you know they're all yeah. exactly uh, the, the Walmart effect is what box. they call it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. right and that's exactly what's going on a professor in North Carolina did a complete study yeah. and he was just like and they did one in Kansas too so. Right. Several mm-hmm. uh, educational institutions that are have studied this, right? And you're exactly so right. That's a what major they're finding. Thing. It is major, major because it affects us, and we have these comorbidities that they talk right. about, and we suffer from these comorbidities. Yes. And with COVID nineteen on board, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. at a higher risk because yeah. you have the COVID, and the, and it's in black, brown, and poor communities. Right. That's right. where that's where this proliferation is taking place, and that's right. where this effect this negative impact or effect is taking place in black, brown, and poor communities. And for some strange reason, they don't seem to see that that is affecting us. And the reason why the reason why it's not a problem is because the medical the medical system makes money off of us too. Poor health. And poor health. <laughs> so it's just like, well, I got to get insulin. I got I don't have enough insulin, right. and all these other kind of things that's going on. Mm-hmm. So. 
you know, that's just one piece of it. And when you talk about COVID and how diabetes affects your cardiovascular system, mm-hmm. you may walk away with some black toes and fingers because yes. you have poor circulation and you have COVID-19. Exactly. But people aren't talking about those right. things. They're just right. like, well, black people get COVID-19 more than anybody. So you're at high risk and da-da-da-da-da. It's a lot that goes on yeah. with that. It's, so, it's a lot of a lot of determinants of health, right? And we and we have to we have to talk about those. Yeah, we got to talk about it all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, Vanessa, tell our audience and everybody who's listening who may not know Vanessa Hall Harper, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. very few people, <laughs> you know, and um, tell them uh, how long you've been in office and okay. on this journey, mm-hmm. you know, and what how you got. What made you decide to go into this area? Mm, uh, good question. So, uh, of course, I'm born and raised here um, and came back home uh, after college in 93 and, and just saw my community just continuing to deteriorate, right? Uh, I studied political science, pre-law in, in, in college. That's what my undergraduate degree is Jackson in. Jackson State? Jackson State exactly. University, HBCU, yeah. Sonic right. Boom with a South. You know, we, we've got three Jews members down there. Oh, right yeah, there. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we, yeah, we I, radio show members Our alumni is going for Jackson State. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I know Sherry down there is a Grambling Tiger. And ALU still in the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't hear about the boom. We didn't get the boom memo. We didn't hear about the boom. You know, I went to Central State in Ohio. Okay. Yeah. HBCU. HBCU's in the house. That's a shout out to HBCU. So, um, and so I, I, I'm working again, just trying to get uh, engaged and, and trying to figure out what, what is going on. Why, why are other communities flourishing, but ours is not? Right. And so I believe it was a calling. The Lord placed it on my heart uh, to run for office. And I ran from it just like you normally do when any calling from the Lord. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, I put it off and I went back to school and got my master's in management because I figured, you know, management would be uh, would make uh, uh, me stronger as an elected official, given uh, I already had the background as far as p- politics and government and how government is supposed to work and serve uh, its citizens. And so we did that, and I ran for the first time in 2014. Uh, I lost that election. You know, I, you know, it's very difficult to beat an incumbent, cer- certainly if you're a new face, on a new kid on the block. And so uh, I continued to work after losing that 2014 election. We started working. We, we uh, stayed engaged in the community, didn't disappear, because uh, that's important. People need to know who right. you are. Uh, that first run did get my name out there, but then as we continued to work, we rebuilt uh, – a BC Franklin Park, for example, worked with the community to do that. Uh, we had a, arranged a bus tour where we went all around the city to see what amenities other parks had, so we can come back and decide what of those options do we want in our community. I mean, it was a it was a beautiful community engagement and empowering uh, activity, um, and and people started getting more and more engaged, and they mm-hmm. just continued to do that. We also. Uh, fought for the Greater Tulsa Area African American Affairs Commission. All of these things we were fighting before right. I got into office. Right? Yeah, I, right. Yeah, I was hearing about it. You know, exactly. I wasn't even here in Tulsa, and I I was hearing I was in Houston. And I was saying, man, they say well, Vanessa and Christy and mm-hmm. everybody engaging right. on this BC Franklin. Yeah. You know, did, did, did. it was wonderful. It was an, a community idea. It was Chief who came up with the idea. Like this is BC Franklin Park. We need a themed playground. Uh, that that uh, whose theme is the Black Wall Street. Right. right, knowing what B- Buck Colbert Franklin did 
uh, as it relates to the massacre. Because, you know, you go to the other parks, they have forts and, you know, different types of themes. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was just a beautiful idea. And we were able to do that. It, was, it wasn't easy to do. We, you know, there was work that had to be done within the parks department. But I was just pleased that as we engaged with our city government, which is what we're supposed to do, they said, we've never done this before, but let's, let's, let's try to get it done. And we mm-hmm. did. We worked wow. together as a community with our government to, to make that happen. And mm-hmm. so when we were there to do the ground, uh, the uh, grand opening uh, for that park, Everybody was there, and it was just a perfect example of how mm-hmm. communities are supposed to work with their government, and government serves its, its citizens. And so um, ran again in 2016 and won. So I've been in office. Uh, this will be my third term uh, when I win tomorrow. Two-year term. Yeah, we know you're gonna, we're right. gonna, you're gonna get in there. You yeah. know, we already know that. You know, so. <laughs> but just going back, when she talked right. about yeah. how the engagement with the parks, and what right. people don't yeah. realize, the parks were, parks were being closed. Mm-hmm. The the community involvement that they had for BC Franklin Park, yes. mm-hmm. parks were gradually being phased, closed, phased out. out. Right. Yeah. And no one was doing yeah. anything, and it was just happening. Right. So. Community involvement, getting the community involved with that happening prior to. These are the type of things people need to walk away with and understand. Mm-hmm. When you're not engaging the community and you're making decisions for me, you're really not thinking about me. Right. Who are you thinking right. about and who's benefiting from this? Mm-hmm. Obviously not me. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously hey, not my community. We have a question for from Yolanda. She said, my question is for Vanessa Hall Harper. You've already done such a great job these last two terms. What can we expect this time around? Just what can we expect this time around? Then she was saying they couldn't hear us. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're going to continue the momentum. Uh, we have one grocery store, but that is nowhere near enough that we need to serve oh, our community. Try to open up some more. So, huh? yeah, right. Absolutely. And, okay, and, and what I'm most excited about is the opportunity to uh, bring uh, young people in, this next generation of entrepreneurs, so they right. can learn how to operate and run a grocery store. And then we support them in becoming the business owners in, in, in our district and in our community. And so uh, we'll be working with partners like the Black Wall Street uh, Chamber of Commerce right. uh, and other organizations mm-hmm. right. uh, like your organization, Damali and Charles, and, and what you all offer with World One mm-hmm. and ministries and, and, and so many other things. We, that, that's the key is we're coming together as a community using the resources that we have within our community to improve our community. One person or one agency or an organization can't do it. Right. it. It has to be community driven. So we definitely want to see that continued economic development. Uh, we're also working on our housing issues yes. that we face That's in big. North Tulsa, yeah. Yeah. Uh, not only as it relates to having adequate and affordable housing, but our appraisal values and what's happening mm-hmm. in North Tulsa mm-hmm. versus South Tulsa and Midtown right. and how uh, the appraisers um, have so much subjectivity in, in, in valuing our properties. properties. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a young lady who's a realtor. Her name is uh, Berlinda Ratney certainly a strong community uh, advocate yes. uh, here in, the, in North Tulsa. Um, she's a realtor, and she has multiple examples of how, because she sells houses, of course, all over the city, and she's very intelligent and very sharp about our, our, our um, well, yeah. property value. Mm-hmm. And so she came to the city council, and she showed an example. She had, she had the documents. She had the receipts. This is a house in North Tulsa right down here on Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, same year, another house. Same design, same number of rooms, built the same time, and a uh, midtown. 
the one you're talking about over there and around around, the around Lawrence Park, right. Right. over right. there. Right. The, those yeah. the the two examples that she showed and she held them up, and there was over a thirty thousand dollar difference. Wow. And wow. and the amenities were the same, right? Everything the same. Everything the same. But no was, upgrades, nothing. Just no the same upgrades, old house. same house, same <laughs> floor plan. Wow. She said, in fact, the one in North Tulsa was a little larger by square footage. Right. But the the, the designs were the same. She, because she's a realtor, you can go into the city and say, I know what builder built that one, and I know sure. what builder right, because right. of their right. style. Right. Yeah. Right? right. When they build a home, they have a certain style. Each build, all builders have a certain style, unless you build something custom. And she could tell that this was a, a builders the that built builder. in this community built in this community, right? Right. And and there was a thirty thousand dollar difference in in the value. And so what does that mean for the black community? That means that yeah. that's that's a difference in our uh, ability to uh have wealth. Equity and to, in to, your to pass sure. equity yeah, to equity in our homes and to generate uh generational wealth. Right. right? Wealth right. we can pass on to our children and mm-hmm. our great grandchildren. Mm-hmm. And so um we, uh, through the District 1 Housing and Policy Committee, those are things that we're working on. We've sent a letter to the appraisal board that's, that, that's in Oklahoma City that kind of oversees and regulates the, the regulatory agency for the appraisals. And we can, we can manage to start, you know, raising those issues and, and, and getting down to why that is. Um, we need, we want to make sure these appraisers, first of all, we need more appraisers that look like us. Yeah, right. we do. Right. Okay. Right. That live in our community. That's right. not going to devalue our Property. community because... Right. Because we're we're the black mm-hmm. community, right? Um, there's a lot of housing building that's going on up in uh, Brady, the Brady district, right? right? Remodeling, right. restructuring, Re- yeah. right? And which I'm, 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 I'm in favor. Man. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't have a problem with it. You know, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is we don't need to price out and run out mm-hmm. our community, right? The, the, and that's happening. Right. And, and that's a, what's happening. That's yeah. what's happening. thousand dollar house next to a quote unquote yes. thirteen thousand dollar home. Exactly. Right. Right. So we 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 got we have and, some there, of that in our community. and there are things that we can do to address that, but you don't. It's just it. What is that balance? And I'm certainly not an expert in that, but you do want mixed incomes living together because right. if you don't, that's, right. that's how that's how ghettos are created. Mm-hmm. You know, if you say this is the only type and the only model home you're going to build in this community, and the only place you can live, yeah, yeah. Right. then you create ghettos. Right. But there is a there is a way in which we can balance that, right. where you can mm-hmm. still have. Uh, uh, middle and upper class families living, right. but that was the way it was. Right. When you look at certain neighborhoods, I'm, yeah, the neighborhood you're talking about just right over is Burgess. No, I think um, right behind Brady Heights is Burgess, uh-huh. but more morally addition mm-hmm. close to Burroughs Elementary. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. you have houses close to. Um, Cheyenne Park mm-hmm. that are small frame houses, right, right, but when right. you go over to the, the next street, yeah. yeah, you go over to the next street, you mm-hmm. find your bigger home. Mm-hmm. Right. Like um, our principal, Mr. Jenkins, lived on the corner. Mr. Jenkins had the best house on the block, mm-hmm. wow. so you have a different type of. But it was a all mixed, in the same neighborhood, income exactly. home. So again, they're getting away from that, and you're pricing, you know, two hundred thousand dollars and up right. will remove a whole lot of people out of that community. Right. So that is a perfect example of. Yes, it was done, and it can be done. You're choosing not to do exactly. it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So we got to stop that gentrification because that's yeah. what ultimately. Well, that's what you gentrify people. Because houses right. are normally your largest asset. That's right. normally the number right. one wealth. thing you pass down for your right. wealth. Because imagine right. if you didn't have to, you could actually have a home right. starting out. Most people got to. You, it's going to take you 30 years right, to have a home. So what if you inherit a right. home exactly. from your parents? Right. You just know how that's going to set exactly. you up. Yeah. Exactly. And then the jobs that goes along with that. If you mm-hmm. if you want to purchase a home and maintain a home and have the funds, you need 
a, a, job. And you need a decent job that's paying you a livable wage. Yeah. And so those that's something else that we're going to continue to work on. Mm-hmm. We have a monthly that's coming out in over here at the Peoria Mohawk Business Park. And, and, you know, and I was the first to say, I'm not sure about that project. And I'll still say it today and continue to say it. I'm, I, you have my support up until you don't have my support. Mm-hmm. Uh, because my whole thing with that project was, okay, you're bringing jobs, but who are those jobs for? Absolutely. Right? Exactly. And I want to be what very, it's always right. been about. Exactly. Yeah. And so, and I said, as long as there is, they are very intentional and a concerted effort. With mm-hmm. ensuring that those jobs go to people here, here and, and not in Jinx, Owasso, everywhere else, right. come in and make their money and then take it right back out. out of the neighborhood. Then, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so they, uh, the first company, Muncie, is moving into that project, and and they have made that commitment mm-hmm. to make sure that we are you, going to be hiring people in this community, right. and and I'll support that's it good. as long as that that is the case. Another thing that we need to start working on is getting black contractors. Absolutely, yeah. we are right. black that was, that was contractors. You know, <laughs> brothers. That was your next one? Yeah. We have have somebody with a question. Can we? Well, one, we got so So, many people. I hope I answered that young lady's question. Those are the things that we're going to continue to do. And Yolanda, if she didn't answer your question, then go ahead and just hit us again on the messenger, and and we'll make sure that she answers all of that. Right. And we'll say Michael Brewer, Kim Hamilton. Hey, Kim. um, And also... Oh, the world one. Kimberly Brown <laughs> and Ann Brown. It's a lot of Brown. Okay, okay. Right. Maybe Bobby Brown. Uh-huh. No, Brown. 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 That's a lot of Brown. Brown. Uh, Jeremiah watched from the Two Dog Radio Show on Tuesdays from 6 to 7.30. <laughs> said, do city councils have term limits? And if not, do you think they should? Uh, no, Tulsa does not have term limits. Um, and it's just based on our charter. So what the citizens basically say, our city charter. Um, do I think they should have term limits? Uh, I, part of me says yes, and then part of me says no. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I'm mm-hmm. torn on that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am glad I oftentimes get, do you think two, because two years are so short, do you think right. it should be four? I think it should stay two, even though it's harder, because I have to stop and campaign every 18 months. Right. Uh, but I would rather do that than have somebody sitting in an office for four years, mm-hmm. and you have someone in there that's not doing anything right so it's worth (laughs) so it's certainly worth i think that keeping it two-year terms that we have to continue to to run for office so if changes need to be made the citizens have uh, a way in which to do that and they don't have to wait a long time to do it um i don't really think at at the the local level that there should be term limits say and for example some term limits are you only you can only like for the president you can only run two have two two four-year terms for eight years um, I'm not in favor of that necessarily. Uh, I think uh, as long as the citizens have that ability often, every two years I think is a good, good time span, to vote who they want to continue to represent them and serve them, then they should be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Yolanda says, yes, you did answer her question. Ramal wants to know, how do you feel about the other city charters on the ballot? Okay, the charter amendment. Yes, good question. So I'm, in favor of, I'm in favor of all of them. Uh-huh. Um, we, these, are, these were... Uh, uh, proposals that the city council came up with. Um, I had proposed one to include an office of the independent monitor right. as a, right. as a, as one of the propositions. We had five. I had recommended that sixth one. The rest of the city council did not agree, um, so it, it did not make the ballot. But we're still obviously going to continue to work on that. Uh, I am in favor of all of them. I'll just run through them very briefly. Uh, deleting any reference to primary and partisan elections, that's number one. That's basically uh, putting into the charter what we're already doing. 
uh, our elections at the local level are nonpartisan. So you go, you're not going to see Democrat or Republican or, or independent on, on uh, next to our names because we're nonpartisan at the city level. The, the citizens voted to change that some years ago. All we're doing with that is, is putting it in the document. Okay. Uh, it was just outdated. Um, replacing gender-specific pronouns with gender-neutral pronouns. That, that is what it is. So we're saying he and she and not mm-hmm. just everything right, masculine right, like, like normally right, it is in right. our English language. Um, mm-hmm. The third one is removal of members of authorities, boards, and commissions. Uh, up to this point, if you are placed on a, an authority, a board, or commission, on that commission and never show up for a meeting, oh, we wow. did not have a way of releasing you to put someone else on there that's going to actually attend and participate. And so we're putting that uh, – option in the language for the charter to say if 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 you miss three meetings or however whatever that that's decided on that uh, authority board or commission then you can be removed okay um, that that goes to what yeah. i was asking about mm-hmm. i was thinking it was a commission as All if of you them. can remove no you can remove commissions are combined commissions yes not an individual no this so is again, about individuals yes Okay, but but no 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 not an individual per se organization. You're talking about an individual. In my head, and this is where you go with wording. Right. How I I get down in the grits and the dirt. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I was thinking, <laughs> okay, you're gonna close. You're gonna get rid of a commission. Well, who's gonna be the first commission up? The whole commission and board. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not removing a person from a commission because I was like, are they trying to get rid of? G-tech? No. Mm-hmm. Okay. So again, yeah. this is a person. How they word the stuff. Oh mm-hmm. lord. Because at the top here, I'm looking at the sample ballot. It says removal of members of okay. authorities, boards, okay. and commissions. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, and we had a lot of that. We had a lot of people that uh, would want to uh, apply to be on one of the boards, authorities, or commissions. Put out, fill out the application. They get appointed, and then they never show, show up. up. Wow. Okay. And there was nothing. We didn't have anything within our documentation, within our okay. charter, to remove them. And so mm-hmm. that's what that does. Gotcha. So we can make sure those those authorities, boards, and commissions continue to function. Yes. Um, prop, uh, proposition number four, the fourth is the city attorney appointed to the mayor, the classified service, and confirmed by the city council. So at this time, the city attorney uh, is hired by the mayor, and and there's no other. It's, oh. it's solely up to the to the mayor. And so mm-hmm. what this is doing is allowing the city council to have some say and input in confirming uh, that person because they work for us as well. We're required to have to work with the city attorney mm-hmm. um, and we should have a say in who's hired in that position. Right. Right. So this will this will apply to any future city attorneys, not the current one. Right. Uh, and then the last one is city attorney duties listed in the charter. And so we're just adding so that the public will know what does the city attorney what is what what are what are his or her responsibilities okay. and so we put place those in the charter so okay. and a question for people who might not know um is the city attorney always does he leave with the current administration so say for instance okay so how long he, does he stay uh until he resigns or or leaves what? Yeah, he he's protected by civil service now there was a time just like with the chief of police right um Used, they used to work at the pleasure of the mayor, right. and so okay. they could come and go with that, um, with their, with, with their, their administration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, with their administration. But they're they're civil service protected now, so they're just full time employees. And they get and he this the attorney that we have now. Mm-hmm. He's been there a while, then hasn't he? He he came in under Dewey Bartlett. Okay. Dewey Bartlett hired oh, him. Oh boy, okay. that name. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
Okay. So it's just, you know, those are, so those are all things that we, yeah, a lot of it is cleanup work and then clarifying some things and then making sure that, you know, I think it's important that the city Mm -hmm. council, Mm -hmm. uh, since we have to depend on and work with the city attorneys, whether we have at least a say, uh, the city council, who's ever in office at the time. So do your research, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And the Tulsa World did a very good job uh, with an article. If you just go on Tulsa World website and Google Tulsa City Charter Amendments, then uh, you can get a lot of information. You can get understanding and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. That's really good. And we've been trying to let people know that because what we've been pushing is you need to know before you get to the polls who you're voting for, what their platforms are, you know, to know if that lines up with what you believe or what you agree to. I'm sorry. I was going to say what I encourage people to do is to uh, print off a sample ballot sure. or go right. to go to the uh, election board and get a sample ballot and fill it out. Mm-hmm. And then when you go in to t- take that, you can take that sample ballot in. And so the work is done. So right. you don't have to stand there uh, figuring <laughs> out and trying to think, yeah, and do that, do your homework before. Yeah. Uh, because you can do that. You can get a sample ballot and then so you'll know uh, what, yeah, it, what you're voting for. It's the wording. A lot of times, yeah, yeah. It's legally, yeah, yeah. 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 You'd be confused. You'd be like, what? what Whether for and hitherto yeah. and all that old kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 I don't think you can figure out figure it out once you're there. I yeah. think if you yeah. confused when you get there, yeah. you're gonna be confused yeah. when you go. Yeah, just yeah. Yeah. trying to hurry no. up and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. No. Yeah. So do it before you go. Yes, that's crazy. Well, Vanessa, did you get through all of your um um? Your points that you were trying to make, or what you were going to be doing switched, differently yeah. now. That oh, okay, you, well, yeah, just those are uh, continues, and, and a lot of it is not necessarily different. It's just a continuation. Right. Again, we want to continue to host the expungement expos. Absolutely, I, like I continue to say, I want to do that forever. Right, right. Even <laughs> we don't need it anymore until we literally yeah. work mm-hmm. ourselves out of a job, as far as that's concerned. But um, and I know people are always coming out of, of, of the system, that's right. right? And so again, I just believe that. Uh, everyone makes mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, and that when you've made your mistake and paid your debt to society, you should have an opportunity to come out uh, and get quality jobs, uh, get a, a adequate and affordable places to live. And these are things that a criminal record will impact. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it reduces recidivism. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get out and you don't feel like you have hope, when people ask us, when we, why do we do those? It's it's giving people hope. Right. So mm-hmm. that they can come out and and get a job that's going to actually feed themselves and their families. Mm-hmm. Right. And that gives them hope to say, you know, yeah, I made a mistake, but I, I don't I'm not I'm not defined by that. Mistake. That's right. And I can continue to uh, to, to be a productive citizen. Right. Uh, we also uh, give out information about voting. Mm-hmm. People go into the system and they're told and I know it. They, they're told you can never vote again. And it's not right. true. Right. It's simply not true. So that's by design. So they come out. I can't tell you how many brothers and sisters that I've talked to and I because we always Didn't do voter registration. Vote, huh? Yeah. And I, and I was like, I've, I've been in prison. I'm like, OK. And you out. But what are you on paper? No, I'm done. I've been I've been doing it with everything. So well, you can register to vote. Right. They had the language written, and that's something that Representative Regina Goodwin worked on yes. the last uh, right. legislative session. Right. Um, they had it written the way it was written because I thought it was the same way, and mm-hmm. I and I know a little bit, right? Right. right. <laughs> right. But the way it read. Uh, it, it, yeah, it, it threw you off, and you really thought that you couldn't vote for a very, very long time. It was the way it read. If you did a ten-year sentence, the way it read that you have to finish your ten-year sentence, and then you have to wait, wait ten years, years once you get out mm-hmm. before you can register to vote. That wasn't true. Mm-hmm. With the the actual, um, the, again, that was because it was the way it was written. She clarified that language because actually, once you get out and you are no longer under any supervision, you can register to vote yeah. and vote. That's, yeah. that's your legal that's right. The, that's yeah. exactly that's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. And so 
we spend a lot of time, every time we do an expungement expo or do anything else, we make sure we have people there registering people to vote yeah. and letting them know that, no, you, you do have a, a voice and you, can, and you can participate in the electoral process. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. that gives hope. I mean, I can tell you, I've had people say, hey, I registered to vote and I voted, you know, <laughs> right. first time in my life. Yeah. And these are, these are people that's 30 plus, yeah. right, and have just yeah. never, never voted. You know, I've had a few people come in here because, you know, you can register to vote right here. I got a lot yeah, of apps. Sure. So we collect them and take them down to the I election feel, yeah. board and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's a good, you'd be surprised at the people who ain't never voted before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, like, man, I, you know, you, you what, 47? Right. Yeah. 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 You ain't never been to the polls. And, right? yeah. you know? and I'm thinking yeah. this with the expungement expos, I think it's, I won't say it's genius because I know you said you wasn't the originator. <laughs> yeah. of it, right. so, I just duplicated I'm, what somebody I'm, else right. done right. in another I'll say it's genius for um, Tulsa because we are number one incarcerated yes. women mm-hmm. and number yeah. three or yeah. four incarcerated men yeah. so like you said the expungement needs to be around for many exactly. years so that's seeing in the future mm-hmm. put something mm-hmm. in place that'll yeah. continue to benefit because we don't need to rank number one yeah. no. and we number three it's going to be a while and, and the thing is expungement laws that they're not new right there's right. been mm-hmm. an expungement process in place forever mm-hmm. right it's just that we mm-hmm. didn't know Mm-hmm. didn't have access to mm-hmm. that information. Right. So black, brown, and poor communities, the disenfranchised, right. Right. right? The people that were uh, able to have access to that information, and, and it was and, it, and it's expensive because you have to hire an attorney for that right. process, mm-hmm. right? And so the affluent were taking advantage of that, made mistakes just like anybody else, right. uh, paid their debts to the society, but they those, those mistakes didn't follow them for the rest of their, their lives. lives. Right. And that's the difference. I wanted that same opportunity for my, for my community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's why we, we started hosting the Expungement Expo, right. and, and they've been a huge success. Well, so that's the yeah, <laughs> Let right. me ask you this. What do you think yeah. about, because we hosted at our 36th Street yep. North Event Center, right. what do you think about people that show up at 3.30 and 4 in the morning Man. sitting in lawn chairs like it's Black Friday? They did. Yeah. They did. Yeah. I was, I mean, it just made me feel like we, we are doing something. It was something. desperately needed. Yes. Dang. Yes. It had a long chair sitting up out there. at 3.30 in the morning? Yeah, it was still dark. 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, yeah. wanted to be I the first the one in the dark. I was the first one there bringing donuts and stuff so that we can set up the volunteers, for, yeah. yeah, for the staff and volunteers. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's, it's people here people already. Are already, yeah, wow. I was like totally shocked. Yeah. Already, what got me is on the very first one, there were about 300 people in line when we opened the doors, yeah. and it was from 10 to 2. And I went and took a picture. You know, I got yeah, the evidence. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When it was over, it was still 300 people in line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And wow. and I and we had run so many people. people and it was, yeah. I mean, and I hated to have to close. Have doors. To cut, you have to cut, but we have, have to, to cut it. That's why we got to keep doing it. Doing it, mm-hmm. right? And the fact that it was never offered before, no one had the wherewithal or the foresight or whatever you want to call it to even say, you right. know, what, we might we might need this in our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, but not thinking, not thinking big like that. Right. Right. You know, it's right. Right. because the Woo! disenfranchised are forgotten. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's so, crazy. and that's and that's that's why I wanted to run for office to, to for those of us because we have every resource we need in our community. Right. We do self sufficient. That's right. Right. That may that's just the bottom line. That's right. And so it's just it's, it's just going to take those uh, who have that information, that knowledge, those skill sets, yeah. whatever the case may it's be. It's going to take some investment as well because we have people in our community that got some money. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, they yeah. got some big Absolutely. dollars. And they oh, yeah. can make a change in the community. And we need to get out of that myth of, oh, don't open up nothing. And, oh, they're going to rob you. Mm-hmm. They're going to do this. and they don't. Get out of that mentality. Right. right. You know? Absolutely. Right. That mentality. That keeps yeah. you. 
keeps that you down. That keeps you in that mindset yeah. forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. mindset forever. Crime you can't takes open place up nothing. everywhere. Yeah, right. yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, I talked to a couple of police officers who told me they say, "Man, I'd rather work North Tulsa than work South Tulsa or West Tulsa, East Tulsa, because there's more crime going on out there than but over you, here." Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. not mentioned. It's right. just not yeah. mentioned yeah. because That's mainstream media. media don't talk about right. it. But you know, if I wanted to make everybody else look, you know, mm-hmm. good, I want I always gotta have one crazy person in the room that I can point the finger right. at. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. gonna be you, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, we all gonna be over here doing all kind of dirt. Yeah. But that's just by design. Everywhere yeah, you go, it's, systematically it's always you know people want to say North Tulsa is this, North Tulsa is that. You don't have this. But when you're in there, and like you guys, we're there. We're in the community, and we see firsthand. Right. That ain't true. What they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, they say, oh, man, it's just torn and tattered over there. Mm-hmm. And I look around. I say, we got some people with nice homes, mm-hmm. even in the hood. That's yeah, right. You know, right. just around here where I live in, it's yeah. nice. Some few nice homes. Right. right. Spickled around, you know. So right. it ain't. It ain't. It's not as... And this, and this is the only funny thing about the expungement expo, and it's also how we're trying to prepare for the next one is people thought, well, is this a setup? So the courthouse is coming to North Carolina. So it was so oh, yeah. funny. We had to get over there. Yeah, we had yeah. to work through that. So it, was a big one. Look, when the gangsters come in, they make eye contact. They thought like, it was we good? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That has happened. You have so much distrust. Right. Right. Some of the participants probably said, they're going to probably try to lock me back up. That's right. exactly what they you know, said. I had some people, I worked at the registration. They're going to try to lock me back up. I had a gentleman that stood in line for two hours. He got right to the door. He got right to the door, <laughs> and he said, no. No. He came back to the next one. The reason why I say that, that many people still came, even with the little bit of hesitation and nervousness. Right. So right. for us, now that you, we've had three, yeah. Yeah. and we get so many calls and emails oh, and texts yeah. all the time, all but the it's time. COVID. It's COVID-19. Yeah, yeah it is. Right. Yeah, yeah, so we that's the whole thing. But, but yeah, back on that first day, it was, it, it was funny. <laughs> we, we, we were just having such a good time. Uh, it was a lot of work, but we had a good time. With, right. uh, so those first couple of people that went through and came out, and they're like, hey, ain't no cops today. <laughs> 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 ain't no cops. Huh? Yeah. So it, it was, it was, it was fun. It was really fun, and and I and I knew that, and that's why I was very intentional. Even though there were officers there, I said, you will not be in your uniform. Mm-hmm. You will not. Right. You, if right. you want to come and participate in this in any way, you will be dressed like anybody else. Right. Right. Um, right. And so, and because and we had security there, you know, right. most people know my husband is a police officer, and, and he's been there and volunteering. If if oh, all volunteer right. for every time, I mean, I thought choice. that was important, and mm-hmm. we've continued that. Uh, yeah. One of his friends, he came up there uh, to volunteer before he got he went on to his shift. Right. So he had on his uniform, and I went out there. I said, "Hey, you got to go." Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and he was like, "What? I'm just volunteering. It's all good." I said, "I know it's all good, but your presence here." can cause people to leave and not want to come. Right. I said, if you want to stay, you need to go change your clothes. Mm-hmm. And, and so he had that, a t-shirt in the, sh- wow. in the car. He went to change, took yeah. a fall of gear and all of that. Uh-uh. Yeah. No, we so don't, that's not what this is about. Exactly. So, that, that, was, so that rolls me into two things. Number one, your relationship with your husband. Mm-hmm. That's your husband. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, that being said, and people are saying, well, you have to recuse yourself from all of these different things that have to do. The- I need you to, I need you to put, <laughs> have these words come out of your mouth and explain that to right. me and the other folks who like, you know, I just need to hear that. <laughs> yes. Okay. So if, if, there, if a situation comes up, let's say my husband is sued in the course of his job. Right. If 
and, and, and this happens rarely, but it happens. It, it happens pretty consistently, but not just a lot. But anyway, if an officer is, is, is sued, uh, the city, as an employer, just like if you were doing a job, uh, the city has to uh, decide if they're going to hire or pay for his attorney, mm-hmm. his or her attorney. Right. The city council, because that involves spending money, has to vote on that. So if right. my husband, if that were to happen to my husband, then I would have to recuse myself. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. No yeah. big deal. Uh, Krista Patrick would have to do the same thing because her brother is a fireman. Okay. And if he is sued in the course of his duties, same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So and, and anyone only, be, only when there is a lawsuit involved. Yeah. Money if they're involved. being, if they're being, yeah. Whenever the lawsuit, because lawsuit means money. Mm-hmm. That money, means we, right. Yeah. We're having to pay. pay for, yeah, we have right. to pay. So for if Mark wanted defense. to go somewhere with the, with the police department, he had to get approval for money from the city, from the city, whatever. You would have to remove yourself from that. That doesn't happen. Okay. Okay. So the police department is has their is, own fund. Has their right. own fund. So those are not I'm things that to... come to the city council. I, okay. I get it. It's a good question. Yeah. Um. And and that doesn't happen. We don't decide who's hired mm-hmm. on the police department okay. or the fire department. We don't decide who who gets promotions. We don't decide who gets uh, uh raises. Mm-hmm. None of that comes to the city council. Okay. None it of that come at all. That is the only one. That is the that is the only issue okay. as a city council that we decide on one of a city employee, and this can one. be any city any employee. employee. Right. Okay. But I, that's let the me only say this: issue. in my four years of being on that, that's the only thing that we've ever voted on uh, as it relates to police officers or any employee right. of the city. If in the course of their duties, if you had one of our water truck guys right go mm-hmm. out and he get in a car accident right right and and in that, that citizen mm-hmm. sues right then we have to vote, vote to, to say well, yes we're going yeah. to defend this young man who, mm-hmm. who works for the water department mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. city of tulsa that's the process okay and so yes that's the that's the situation so if it if, if and and the city attorney uh, and it really wasn't the city attorney they made a request to the ethics commission there's an ethics commission mm-hmm. they put out a uh, an opinion and I shared that. I put that opinion out on Facebook in my town hall meetings. I was passing. I let everybody know because I need you to know this also. Uh, I believe this is my personal opinion that that was their attempt to shut me down when I first stepped into office. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'll say this because if you recall in 2016, when I took office, there were two of us that came in at the same time that right. won our elections. That was myself and Ben Kimbrough. Right. Mm-hmm. At the time, Ben Kimbrough, Kimbrough. Uh, worked for developers. He worked for a developer, a, a large developer in, in the city of Tulsa. He requested an ethics opinion on himself because he well, wanted to know where, right. where, where yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he's involved. He, they never gave him one, mm, and he requested wow. one. I didn't request okay. one, but when I walked in first day, they told me we're doing an ethics opinion, a request on you because you're married to a police officer. And I said, okay, cool, I ain't got no problem with that. So that's what they told you, huh? That's what they told me, but 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 mm-hmm. I knew I knew it was a dead cat on the line because wait a minute, this man over here done asked for one, and y'all ain't even gave him one, mm-hmm. right? But he's a white Anglo-Saxon male of of of. In, in Tulsa, we know and, how the system works. And working on some of the big right. contracts, and and, in and involved with working on, you know, with mm-hmm. some contracts and different things you. that come through the city. But wow. they tried to shut me down. So, mm-hmm. um, initially, They're always trying to shut you down. Always, huh? they're gonna They're always, always trying to, to shut because, you down because I'm a, I'm not in favor of the system. Mm-hmm. Right? If you if there's any potential for me going against the system, and it's not like I'm coming in because I hate the system. That's mm-hmm. not it. I'm saying when something is wrong, I'm going to say that's wrong. When something is biased, I'm going to say that's biased. That's right. prejudice. 
and they don't want people in in this position. Oh no, they that's want going you to, to have that voice. They don't right. want you to have a voice at all. They want you to I get just, along with the get along. So that's uh, maintaining the status quo, yeah. and that is not what I was it's what I ran to do. Systematic control. That's it. Right. That's mm-hmm. it. And so what they do is, and that's what they've been doing, is trying to replace me with somebody that's going to maintain the status quo. That's going to go along to get along, mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing. The FOP came out and said it in a video. I posted that video. And they said, we, our goal is to get her out of there. Yeah. We're going to find someone and support them and get her out of there. And that's what they're doing. Right. Speaking of. That's uh, what they're doing right now. Speaking of the FOP, and uh, we've noticed and we've heard mm-hmm. that there's been some bad stuff going on right. the radio mm-hmm. with your opponent, yeah. Jerry Goodwin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and when I first heard that, I said, oh, man, no. He didn't stoop that low, you know, to try to get some voters to discourage, you know, to mm-hmm. go against you. Yeah, discredit. Like, yeah. What, it discredit you. Mm-hmm. And so how did you feel about that? Because I was pissed, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the truth. I mean, I, Bobby Eaton was, you know, yeah. and, uh, uh, I hear you. yeah. And see, and see, you see, here's the deal. Here's how I feel because he, Jerry Goodman won't even come into this local black community radio station and and show his platform right i invited him i invited you to both come in here and and he won't even but you know what he did he snuck in here one morning with the morning show and i didn't even know he was on the morning show they didn't tell me the morning show didn't tell me jerry goodman was coming so when the show was over he was him and heaven ash was sitting out on that bench right you know and i went up there and i said oh you can come on the morning show, but you can't come on my show. I said, well, Mr. E, no, Mr. E, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, man, come on, man. Give me a break, man. You know what I mean? But I, I just think he was fearful of coming in here, sitting with you on this community radio station mm-hmm. that broadcasts around mm-hmm. our community mm-hmm. and, and sharing the issues. But he, Bring your receipt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm and saying. Then, and then, but that radio stuff over there, K-Jams, oh, well, okay, I said it. You know what I mean? You know, was just so. It was. It was just. Well, I shouldn't. You know, it don't matter. You know, this blackity blackity black over here. That's the way we do. We don't. You know, our building and stuff. We this is ours. So anyway, um, but when I heard, how did you feel about all of that? I mean, Um, because that was a trip. Yeah, initially I was a little surprised because he he ran against me last time. Um, and, and he kept, you know, he was, he was professional about it. Very Um, professional. He was very professional. I need everybody to understand. Jerry is a professional black man, period. What we for sure. I don't take take that away from him at all. But what you see right now, that ain't Jerry. I don't know who but he, but Jerry is letting that. himself be influenced. Right? Yeah, that's what he is being yeah. influenced. So, um, so I, it, it's all good. Um, is it all good? It's all good. I, <laughs> I, I'm not losing any sleep. I can mm-hmm. tell you that uh, mm-hmm. because again, I stand on my record. Mm-hmm. I stand on my record, and and you know you can you can. Tweet. He keeps trying to run against you. Yeah, because the power structure in the city is pushing him to do yeah. it. Yeah. He's, he's got some money behind him, and they keep pushing in. You don't put them kind of mailers out. Oh, you show no. them. And that, and that know, number of mailers without money. Okay. I don't Re- have those resources. Yeah. I, I get 5 and yeah. 10 or $20 from people that don't really the, have it. And all of your yeah. signs and everywhere all over the place, I'm like, That's okay, money. money. Somebody's yeah. got yeah. money behind after, it. So let me just go put this out there. After the election tomorrow, if you could please pick your sign up. 
uh, email us because I pick up my signs. I use my signs over again. Uh, I don't have money to keep buying signs every two years. So yeah. we, we go out, my family, friends, everybody pick them signs up, drop them off in my yard. You ain't even just throw them in my yard. I get them and, we'll, and we store those Watch signs so we can use them the next time. Because Yes, yeah, so please, if you do that, I'd appreciate it. 2020 West Newton Street. <laughs> Just drop, drop them off. Yeah. Or email me, text me. Most people got my phone number. Yeah. Let me know when you got signs. My brother speaking come tw- pick them up. Speaking right. of 2020 East Newton Street, <laughs> you you and your husband, y'all just open y'all's homes to the community. <laughs> People be over there probably just eating and hanging out. And, right. You know, just let's go yeah. to Vanessa's house. You know what I mean? <laughs> just like that. Not you as know. much as we would like because yeah. of COVID. But yeah, you're right. We do. I yeah. do enjoy. Uh, In the past, you were doing oh, yeah. it quite a bit. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. Well, COVID probably has slowed, like you said, slowed down slowed some things yeah. down. But yeah, but I do. You guys are so community engaged. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I love that about you and your husband being that you're on the scene. See, a lot of people will run for office, but they're not in the community. Right. right. You don't that see them. The you don't That's see them. Check in, their address. Follow yeah. them at night. See where they live. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> but they don't come, come over on. over in the community. You don't see them out at 36 Events Center giving out food right. or going over here to Comanche or Vernon mm-hmm. Manor or nothing. Right. You don't see them at all. Mm-hmm. But they want all of a sudden jump up out there and act mm-hmm. like they're community activists right. and they engaged in the community when they're not. And that's why we, you know, on our, like on our show, we promote and push that you need to know these candidates. You know, right. if you don't see them in the community, then why would you vote them into an office that's going to affect where you live? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That doesn't make you any never sense. see them. Yeah. yeah and you mm-hmm. never see them. I have a question. So what do you think? At, so I have a cousin and she's younger. She's probably in her um, mid 20s. Mm-hmm. And um, she put a post on Facebook, um, and then she's talking about the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me just preface that first. Mm-hmm. But she says that she's not going to vote. Oh, no. She is um, what was her reason? She's discouraged by, you know, present leadership. You know, she doesn't think pre- present leadership is doing a very good job. Mm-hmm. And she's not really, you know, keen on his opponent. Mm-hmm. You know, so she's like, I'm just not going to vote. You know, so of course, you know, I get on there and do my little spiel. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we, you know, people mm-hmm. died, our ancestors died right, for the right. Because you know, I'm trying to get on here and give us some wisdom. Uh-huh. And she was like, Yeah, 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 I hear what y'all saying, mm-hmm. but I still ain't gonna vote. Okay. What do you think about people who have that attitude? Even though I know you can't change that, mm-hmm. but what do you say to um, this millennial, you know, these youngsters mm-hmm. about why they should? Because you're in a political office and you understand the gravity mm-hmm. of the seats, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. of these positions. What would you say to someone who says that? I, I understand why people feel that way. Right. I really do. Um, but your, your vote is your voice. Right. And if you don't use it, then you don't have a voice. Mm-hmm. It, it's just that simple. Yes, so I hate in, to hear in my like opinion, right. um, but I no. do understand. But in all honesty, certainly at the national and state levels, I think it's different on the, the local level. Right. But so if anything, she really needs to vote. Make sure she votes local Lovely. elections like right. the, the, the election local, tomorrow, yeah. right. because that those are people that you can reach out and touch. Or at least you Absolutely. should be able to sure. reach out and touch your elected officials. But um, a vote, not voting is is going to be a vote for the worst. What we know for what we know we don't want. Rarely are you going to be in a position where you agree with every mm-hmm. single thing an elected official believes and says and pushes for. Absolutely. Right. Okay. So no, there are things that I don't like uh, about the 
the Biden Harris mm-hmm. campaign. Right. I'll just be honest with you. Right. But when you it's balance, better than what we got, it's, it's damn sure better than what we got. Mm-hmm. But when you balance, you and that's just the reality of of life. You mm-hmm. you you rarely are going to agree one hundred percent with anyone. Right. right. And so it's not. That's the same case in politics. Right. right. And so you have to look at the whole in balance and say, okay, all things considered. Right. Who would I want running this country that I live in? Right. And you make your decision based on that. Yeah. Um, that's 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 my opinion on that. I do think we can do a lot more uh, as a community mm-hmm. to um, to empower and get our vote uh, and make our demands right. As, as, right. as citizens. Right. The black vote is heard. means mm-hmm. everything to the Democratic Party. We need to demand Man. more right. of the Democratic Party. That's yeah. Right. And, and and if not, then start our own party. I mean, right. these are all options. Yeah, right. a lot right. of options. Right. These right. are all options. Right. right. Um, but to me, not voting mm-hmm. is not an option. Right. Right. It's not an option. So so vote and then make the changes you need that we need to make, whether it's within the Democratic Party or if it's building our own party. Right. Whatever it is, we got to continue to work on it. But right. you can't just say, I'm not voting. I don't like what's going on and sit down. Because a lot of people right. will. That's, 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 that's a weak way out. Right. Yeah. Right. Stay engaged and be the change you want to see. People need Absolutely. to look at this money thing. They yeah, really need to say that, stuff like that. You can't afford not to vote right you can't now. Afford not so to many vote things right are being flashed and going being on. taken away from right. us. Unless you got a big fat sack to sit on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Guess what? It's, it's hard. Sack, huh? yeah. That's right. We got to work with the system we have. And we got to change that system that we don't like. Right. The things right. that we don't like about it. We got to work so to change it. Maybe the next four years you start working on that. I'm here. Right. I'd, I'd be down. Can I, can I ask, because Yolanda, um, once she said, I would donate every year to buy you some signs. She said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Yolanda. So I had to ask her questions. And uh, real quick, she said, she said um, have, the, have the council came to a decision on the Black Lives Matter mural? Um, I don't watch TV much. <laughs> and then her second question was, um, when would the store open, basically? The store is planned to open. It's a nine months. So we're talking about, uh, what, early March? Like maybe yeah, March of 2021. Yeah. Correct. Um, and, no, we're still in the process. I'm making, uh, doing research, and we'll be making a proposal before the council so that we can keep the Black Lives Matter mural. That is my hope. But, again, it'll, it's going to come down to a vote. So. Right. Stay we'll tuned. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I'm definitely in support of, of maintaining that, uh, that mural in yeah. our Right, right, right. All right, Vanessa Hall Harper. Thank you. Give the people what they want, right? Yes. Got to give the people what they want. <laughs> so you guys get out and vote tomorrow, please, please. August twenty fifth. Yes, get up early, y'all. Seven a.m. to seven p.m. The yeah. polls will be open. Hey, thank you, lady, for coming on. All right, out, okay? thank you for having me. All right. Okay. Up next, Greg Robinson. Hey, for mayor. Yeah. Brother Greg gonna be here. Greg in the house. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way. KBOB 89.9. So stick around. Oh, 
KBOB 89.9 and in the studio, Captain Greg Robinson. How we doing, my brother? And blessed to be here. Man, I'm so glad you're here. And uh, we got a host of people in here. Man, it's going on up in here tonight. Okay. No, we we, we talking about. Must be something going on tomorrow. Yeah, right. What's going on? Something happening tomorrow. So, man, you're uh, running for mayor. Of Tulsa. What made you decide to just jump in here and do this? Well, I was disappointed and I knew I needed to do something with that disappointedness. And my mother taught me a long time ago that you can't just sit around and sit in your pity. You have to be solutions oriented. And so after years and years of begging and asking and researching and begging and pleading and asking, I decided to just say, okay, well, Mayor Bynum, if you don't want to step up and do what you said you were going to do, then we'll replace you. Mm-hmm. So you're doing very well, man. I think, you know, personally, this is Bobby and I endorse you, you know, over here at KBOB 89.9. And this is where we tell our stories our way. What do you think the state of the, of the Tulsa community is? What state are we in right now? You know, what's, you know, because we're not just talking about North Tulsa. We're talking about Tulsa, period. As a whole. Right? As a whole, right. when you become the mayor. Well, I think the mistake that many people have made is that I was somehow running, I guess, to start a North Tulsa, like, city <laughs> by itself or something. Right, exactly. <laughs> wow. The reality of the situation is is that I do come from North Tulsa, the other side of the track, so to speak, and I recognize that there's a lot of other sides in Tulsa, meaning mm-hmm. the other side of the river right? and our brothers and sisters in West Tulsa That's who have right. been right. devoid of a yep. investment and have been ignored for far too long, yeah, who are starving for mental health resources, mm-hmm. who are starving for opportunities 
for upward mobility. I'm talking about the other side, meaning over there in East Tulsa, Mm -hmm. where we have our immigrant communities. We've, Mm -hmm. we've part, we've put them all together over there. And as long as they stay over there and don't try to come to city hall, everything is fine. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that should be the case. I believe that they should feel like this city is their city because whether you've been here for 30 years or 30 minutes, Tulsa is your home. And so that's why I'm so invested in building a welcoming city. I'm thinking about the people who are out South uh, that don't live in luxury that are out South because that's the only place where someone without money might be able to find a grocery store. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about how we create more home ownership and business opportunities and entrepreneurial pathways and localize our economy so that people have neighborhoods where they can walk and bike uh, to to their to businesses and to amenities. I'm thinking about a, a world and a city that is built for people as opposed to the same people profiting off of everyone else. So that's why I'm running. And if that, uh, you know, is too North Tulsa for you, uh, then, then I would suggest maybe you need to get out of your cauldron of Tulsa. Maybe you're the one who's been locked up and confined to one worldview, not me. My last thing I'm going to say about this, Bobby, is of all the mayors we've ever had, why no one asked them if they were for all of Tulsa? Because all you have to do is walk outside to realize that they weren't. So we've had the last five mayors, good and bad. I'm not judging their abilities, but I know they could all walk and bike to each other's homes. So I'm not going to apologize from being where I'm from. I'm not going to apologize from having the life experiences that I've had. What I am going to point out, is that we have people out there, the state of the city is that we have people out there who are fighting uh, to figure out where their next check is coming from, right. who are right. who are worried about whether the landlord is going to take them to court because they know they don't have the money and they may be in danger of being evicted. That we have families out there that want their kids to get an education, but they're scared of distance learning because they don't know if they can stay home with their children. So they're having to decide between do I put food on the table or do I chaperone my kid to make sure that he's getting what he needs to get. That's what I'm running for. The state of Tulsa is we need somebody who's looking out for those who don't have. Right. Mm-hmm. That's good stuff right there. Absolutely. So uh, let me ask you this. Do you feel that the city of Tulsa is really divided? No. Actually, I think the city of Tulsa is under an illusion. I think that we have allowed for political rhetoric to 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 really create a sense of division. And that's why I think that the answer is to actually face truth. The issues that I'm talking about, are they a color? Did I even mention a color? Right. Mm-hmm. Except for. When we get into political rhetoric, now all of a sudden there's a you know there's a divide between uh, people who are public servants and then the public. That doesn't make sense to me, right? Exactly. Why is there a divide between someone uh, wanting to protect people and the people who want to be protected? It seems like they should be going in the same direction. Right. It's only when you enter a political agenda that you create. Division. So that's why when I say if we're going to talk about public safety, 
Let's talk about it in a way that's holistic. Let's talk about it in a way that supports our first responders and supports the people they're responding to. Why don't we invest in mental health resources then? Why don't we invest Mm -hmm. in strengthening the public health resources so that we're building people up Mm -hmm. instead of breaking them down so that we're not asking a police officer who wants to help people to be a mental health professional, a social worker, an immigration agent, and then be a police officer. No wonder they're so they're so stressed. No wonder. So I'm looking at a budget, Bobby, and seeing $122 million, and I'm just trying to figure out why we can't find some of the millions to put towards the core issues and right, not just right. the symptoms. Yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be proud of adding 90 officers every year. Why would I be proud of that? That means we're not doing anything about the problems. Mm-hmm. Right. That I'm about solutions. Yeah. That mental health is so serious. Right. Right. You know, and it needs funding for mental health. Absolutely. I'm a believer in that one right there, man. And so if you get in there, hey, work on that one. <laughs> for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Greg, I want to ask a question, and I asked Vanessa um, this same question, um, and you were here when I said that. What do you say to young people who say that they're not going to vote because they just feel like um, it doesn't matter? Or that um, they're they're not happy with the candidates. What do you say to that? Yeah, I stopped asking people uh, why they vote, and I stopped telling them why they needed to vote. And I decided that we need to give them something to vote for. All right. It is a universal truth that we do what profits us, and so what we have to realize is is that we have so oppressed people, we have so. Uh, demean them by lying to them over and over and over again, that we actually insult them mm-hmm. when they are struggling to survive. And we say, take some time out of your day when no one ever takes any time out of the day to help you, but okay. take some time out of your day to go down here and do something for me. I want you to vote for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would rather approach that question and say, how do we raise up candidates? They get people excited about voting because they know that they're doing something that's going to profit them. Now, how do we educate people mm-hmm. on the candidates that are doing things that will profit them? That question I'll answer. Yeah. Right. I think that's a space where we have to invest more in making sure that we're having more programs like this throughout the year, not just when it's election time. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that's where deep community involvement and deep community roots make sense. And so I definitely think that there's a a disillusionment uh, with people. But I just want to say I don't like to bag on folks who don't vote because, honestly, if you look at the scenario, they're not wrong. I mean, politician after politician after politician comes up and just says whatever they think you want to hear, and then they don't do anything. So it makes it very difficult on hardworking politicians, people who really are more community servants, like the Vanessa Hall Harpers of the world, right, the Regina Goodwins of the world, the Kodos of the world. It makes it more difficult, right, because when a a, a real community servant comes up to you and is saying, hey, I'm actually here for you, You've heard that 15 different times right. from somebody who wasn't. Right. Right. That right. you voted for, right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so that's why I think it's so pivotal for when we have these treasures, these jewels like uh, Councilwoman Vanessa Harper and and I call him Principal Kojo because he was a principal before he was <laughs> <laughs> 
doing, yeah. you know, going to be the yeah. next congressman. But when you have these sorts of people, it's so important to to support them because they are actually the best pathway to giving us hope right. to become more civically engaged. And hopefully my campaign has done that as well, not being afraid to just tell the truth, not trying to talk to y'all in political analogies and you know, all <laughs> no, of this stuff. Just, yeah, just saying, hey, this is what it is. So I just think there's a long pathway back. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it took, it took, it's taken 50 years to break us down to where we basically are in the corner saying, okay, just don't lie to me anymore, please. I don't, I don't want to go vote because I just don't want to feel like I got lied to no more. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Wow. Yeah. You asking people why they don't vote, ask people why they don't want to live with a a cheater. Right. Or, or live (laughs) with an abuser. Right. Yeah. I mean, this country and our public officials have abused oppressed people. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm predisposed to not believe in you. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And we got a lot of people on all these 50 million social media platforms we got going on, plus the radio. Well, we so got a question, ton of them. I know. So um, your platform. So mm-hmm. for people that maybe I don't know how they have not heard, but we get a lot of calls. We don't have some lunches and we always say the things that we know. But for some of the people that may not know, just what is the platform? So we 24 hours away from people going to the polls. What do they need to know about your platform? Yeah, it's it's a pathway to upper mobility for everyone, regardless of your race, regardless of your socioeconomic status, and regardless of your zip code. And we do that by investing in holistic public safety, where we emphasize mental health resources and public health resources by creating an economic approach that is inclusive and localized so community members are in the driver's seat of development within the city. We do it by being more innovative in terms of providing access to transportation and by combating educational inequity. But most importantly, my platform is about putting the safety and prosperity of Tulsans over a political agenda. So if you don't remember all of those fancy words I just said, right. just remember that when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. All right. And I'm not going to tell you one thing today mm-hmm. and then tell another group something tomorrow and then tell both of y'all something different the day after that. Right. That's all awesome. Right. That's all. And that's what we need right now. Right. Because well, that's, that's the kind really of le- leadership yeah, that we, we need. need that leadership. You know, right. Transparency is so important. Right. You know, when people are transparent and they who they are mm-hmm. and, you know, they're not hiding behind the eight ball. Right. You I know, absolutely so agree. That's good right there, man. Going forward. So tomorrow, Election Day. Yes, sir. August 25th, polls open at 7 o'clock. You know, so do your research tonight yeah. for sure. You know, Greg Robinson for mayor. And, you know, and, uh, man, I'm just I'm just hanging in there for you. I know. How are you, you feeling? Know? How are I'm you a, feeling about it? Yeah, how are you feeling? I'm just at peace, and I've been at peace uh, yeah. since I nervously walked up to the election board to hand yeah. my paperwork <laughs> in. But once I open my big mouth, I just like I'm in it now. I'm, I'm in it now. Ain't no turning back. But I feel at peace because of the incredible amount of support we have. You know, that's why we call it the campaign of we. I said from the beginning that you know, 70 days with an incumbent like this who's very good at saying the right things, even mm-hmm. though he does very few of them. But still yet, 70 days, no money, right, mm-hmm. and very little name recognition. But when you include people 
right. incredible things can happen, right? Mm-hmm. And so am I surprised that in 70 days we raised almost $240,000 yeah. that we have uh, $1,600 volunteers yeah. or activists right. as some people like to call them right. out <laughs> knocking on uh, almost 80,000 you know doors and and and, and just out I mean literally Man, out working and out raising right. our Let opponents. Me tell you, so, I sat on my front porch and it's been about three people come by and give me Greg Robinson door hangers and stuff like that. I said, man, you guys have really been promoting and doing it well right. been doing and it doing well. it professional. Right. Absolutely. You know, and that's a good thing about it, man. I see you out there, out mm-hmm. south. Mm-hmm. I see you east, west, all over the place, man. Yeah, and I commend you for even just taking that, you know, job and trying to even go forward with it. You know? my, my mama told me to give you a message. She said, uh, tell Greg to stop sending me all this stuff in the mail. I already early voted for him, oh, yeah. so he ain't got to send me nothing else. Right. <laughs> oh, you're out there, my brother. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and this is what I will say, regardless of who you vote for, and this is why our campaign sponsors Ride to the Polls, because regardless of who you vote for in America, there's only one day where we are all truly equal. Mm-hmm. So right. you got those rides to the polls, That's right? election day. Right. So tell us about, say, uh, Miss Johnson, she's 87. She needs a ride to the polls. How are they going to be able to contact that ride? Absolutely. So you can call 918-862-2460, and you will get in touch with a friendly volunteer who will connect you to a safe ride. Uh, we have all of the uh, personal protection equipment or PPE. Uh, we follow uh, guidelines that make sure that we've uh, wiped down and cleansed the, the, the cars and the vehicles, and uh, we will ensure that you get out uh, to the polls. So uh, if you want to go vote, and I hope you do, and your only obstacle is being able to get a ride, uh, please call 918-862-2460, and we have stations at uh, Friendship Baptist Church. Thank you to the Reverend Jamal Dyer for opening up his church there and also out in East Tulsa as well. So again, we are a campaign of we. We are a campaign for all of Tulsa. And that's why our offices are in every portion of the city, literally every single one. And we're offering rides to people all across the city. So uh, that is how uh, we've run this campaign from the beginning. And it is the type of mayor that I'm going to be. Uh, and, and I'm just excited that, that people feel uh, that sense of inclusion. And I just hope that we can carry that through. All right. Greg Robinson for mayor. Yes. 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 Glad you could come through here, yes. man. You know, these doors are always open for you, you know, not just during campaign season, right. but just period. Absolutely. And I appreciate it, Bobby, because, um, mm-hmm. uh, I know it's a lot of people now that whose eyes are open, but I don't forget the people who uh, had faith before. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, it doesn't mean that I close myself off, but I do think that that means something where you're able to give people opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. to grow and develop. And so I thank you for that. All right. Well, thank you, my brother. Hey, all right. You're on the Bobby Eaton show where we yeah. tell our stories our way and we're going to take a short well, they say pause for the calls. Is that, is that they say, you know, so you're going to pay some bills <laughs> right. and stuff like that. So we want you to stay tuned. Uh, coming up next, 
Kojo, Samoa right. Caesar for Congress. Yeah. So you guys yeah. stick around. Okay. You're in the heart of Black Wall Street, Tulsa. If you guys are listening from somewhere else, 1921. And uh, we want you to stay tuned. Tell a friend. Tell a family member. So stick around, okay? Tulsa's own yeah. Gap Band. Nineteen twenty one Massacre. You were the girl that changed my world. You were the girl for me. You missed the Yeah, that's Tulsa's GAP here on the Bobby Eaton Show, KBOB 89.9. And, you know, I said Kojo was coming up, but, hey, we got somebody else going to come up before Kojo. Tiffany Crutcher, how are we doing? I am awesome. You got those headphones? Oh, yeah. yeah. So you can hear us. That's okay. Yeah. How are you doing? You good? I'm wonderful. I'm good, wonderful. Good. How are you? You've been out there working hard, haven't yes, you? Yes, sir. Yes, I yeah. have. Tell our audience and those who are listening. You know, and you've been on this show plenty of times. But for those who don't know, tell us a little. Tell them a little something about yourself. Well, I'm Tiffany Crutcher, born and bred, North Tulsa, raised <laughs> Tulsa, Oklahoma, right. right? Emerson, Carver, Booger T, the whole Washington, sh- and uh, uh, yes. absolutely. And uh, I am currently the the founder of the Terrence Crutcher Foundation. Great, great. How was and the senior campaign going? advisor. Uh, for the Greg Tulsa campaign. Yeah, right. So how is uh, the Terrence Crutcher Foundation going? 
you know what? We uh, are doing better than I could have ever expected. You know, I birthed that organization and that foundation, of course, out of out of pain mm-hmm. and uh, made a promise that I wouldn't let Terrence's name die. And so I decided to start that foundation uh, after Betty Shelby was acquitted. And uh, four years later, I mean, we're doing some big things uh, involved in a lot of great community projects and just trying to serve and and make our community better. So yeah. we're doing pretty good. I, I saw, I've seen you giving out food and all kinds of stuff. And at the 36 event center and Morningstar Baptist church, passing out food and being everywhere. on Greenwood. <laughs> and how, where do you get all this energy from? You know, you know, they say a, a idle mind is the devil's playground. So I've always been a worker. I've always got up and pounded the pavement trying to, um, just serve, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people, they don't know their purpose, but I know what I was born to do. And that's, you know, be a servant and really help. Well, the are you the serving? Bees. All right. right. Yeah. Uh, we can see it and we can feel it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I feel so. like she's the epitome of a servant leader. Right. I'm serving. Absolutely. Leader. You know, she's serving Tamale, she's y'all are all the same. Yeah. yeah that's why we, we <laughs> y'all get along so well. Huh? Yeah. We get along. Same energy. I, I same remember kind of being, energy. The Molly and Charles, and uh, we rented out the event center, right. and mm-hmm. they put that event together like it was their event. <laughs> you know? right. They were more right. concerned exactly. about the little things more so than I was, and that's when I realized that these two individuals were special, and uh, we honored them this year at our MLK yeah. Day right. celebration um, because uh, a lot of times the people who really do the work they don't get the mm-hmm. credit. But these two individuals, I mean, they're everywhere. They oh, yeah. support. They don't complain. Uh, they're there early. They're there when the when everything is over, cleaning up, and then they're still trying to call you and ask how you feel yeah. when they've done all the work. And well, so um, I just can't say it say it enough that yeah, I really I love these I'm with two you individuals, on that one. and I'm just blessed to have them. Uh, by our side. Mm-hmm. I love Thank me you. some Charles and Damali now. <laughs> Thank hey, you. That's part of the family. Right. You know what I mean? So moving forward, you decided to get in the campaign, you know, behind Greg, and you guys locked up. Has it been a challenge or has it been just a lot of work? Uh, it hasn't been a challenge because uh, four years ago when I met Greg, um, of course, everyone knew I was going to fight for justice for my brother and, uh, that I was going to help try to build my community back up. Um, But people like Greg, they always show up, you know, they're Mm going to go to where the work is. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're going to be attracted to, to, to the energy and the momentum. And, and that's what he did. Leaders always show up Mm -hmm. um, to do the work and that's how we connected. And uh, we've been working um, hand in glove pretty much for the last four years. I followed his lead. He's followed my lead. Uh, and we've affected change in a major way. And so a lot of the issues that we're talking about, that we're working on, um, is because of the work that, that we've done with a lot of individuals sitting in this room right now, like Counselor Hall Harper uh, and Greg Robinson and Christy Williams and, and Charles and Damali. And so um, it, it's just easy when you're aligned with people who care about the same things. And, and so hasn't been challenging at all. It's just been uh, work, but anything worth having is worth working for. Mm-hmm. That's right. mm-hmm. Here recently, we just had an issue with Black Lives Matter down on Greenwood, you know, and I saw where you were participating in that. I couldn't make it down there during that time. How did you feel about that when you heard that they were, uh, you know, just trying to destroy, you know, Black Lives Matter's posting down there on Greenwood? 
So the Black Lives Matter mural, I'll just mural. be quite mm-hmm. honest. Um, for me, it really wasn't about the yellow paint at all. It's so much bigger than that. It's mm-hmm. about a white supremacist uh, mindset, structure, uh, tactics that's been in existence for the last 400 years. And so what it was really all about is um, racist people telling us to stay in our place. Um, so it's deeper than the mural, Black Lives Matter, with or without the mural. And we decided that we were going to go down there and, and, and make a statement and really just create a teachable moment to truly help people understand why we say Black Lives Matter. So I'm not really affiliated with the, with the Black Lives Matter chapter or group. Um, everything I do is for Black Lives, whether it's feeding people in our community, whether it's helping or volunteering um, at, at our schools or, or at a church. Everything I do uh, is for the betterment of the Black community. Um, but it was very offensive to me um, for whoever these people were to assert that um, this mural was a, a indictment on law enforcement. And, and so I wanted for everyone to understand that as a, a, a family member of a victim of police brutality, mm-hmm. how we felt. And I think we made a major statement uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was major. Right. Quite major. Absolutely. No. Well, I'm glad we were able to steal down there. So, right. Yeah. It's, it's still so down far. there. Yeah. Got it back <laughs> up. Yeah. You know? yeah. Back up and rolling, you know. So that's a good thing. What are you? What are your plans for uh, going forward after the the uh, election tomorrow? What are you going to continue to do? Well, we're going to continue to move forward and do just that. So after Greg gets elected on tomorrow, I'm excited about <laughs> yeah. that, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we'll start to transition and uh, um, just take it one day at a time. Mm-hmm. But there's so much work to do. We're going to just continue and build on the work um, Mm -hmm. that we've been doing. We're going to continue to push for the policies that we've been pushing for um, and and hopefully create a pathway to upward mobility for all citizens of of Tulsa. And, and of course, one of my priorities um, is North Tulsa because we've been the community that's been left behind in every area of our lives, whether it's economic development, whether it's housing, uh, whether it's justice and equity, uh, food insecurity. So I'm definitely going to make that a priority for mm-hmm. me. That's what my foundation um, um, has built this mission around, uh, creating and sustaining approaches to address issues of, inequity, of, of, of inequities uh, in this city. So I'm looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. Greg, our mayor, and mm-hmm. our city councilor, Vanessa Harper, <laughs> helping us uh, get the things that we need uh, for mm-hmm. the black community. Right. Have you ever thought about running for office? You know, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have approached you. You know, have you ever thought about running for one of these positions? Have you thought about it? People, they push me um, to run, and they think I should run. I, I know. How do you feel about it? Um, I know my role, and my role is to be involved right in the middle of the community, serving, mm-hmm. serving and, 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 and developing leaders um, to, to take these positions. And you that's know why. you need to run for governor. <laughs> no, no, I, I don't think so, I'm and so talking. that's why I'm excited yeah. for, for um, individuals like Kojo um, and, and Greg um, to do what they do and to lead. I've seen their leadership ability. I've seen their their, their servant hearts, uh, because Kojo was the founding principal when little Terrence started school. Mm-hmm. Greg is the one who called me and said, we want Terrence um, to be a, be a part of this new school. And they took him in um, 
like he was their their little brother or their little son and um they they came in our lives when we needed them more than ever before when Terrence needed um somebody in in that community cuz GLA is a community mm-hmm. not just a school and mm-hmm. GLA uh, Tell everybody what leadership you... academy there you go it's a school that Greg and and, and Kojo they were founding members of that school and it's still in existence today and uh I'm a board member of the Metcares Foundation and and I'm just in awe of what they've done over the last, I would say, four years with this school. And uh, they're continuing to grow. And uh, I expect great things um, out of that school and that organization. Great, great, great. Yeah, I got um, Yolanda because she, she's she been keep tuning in. And, and she just, she just wanted you and Greg to know that she has volunteered several times and donated as well. And it has been her pleasure. Mm-hmm. So she said, Tulsa, it's time for a change. Greg for Tulsa Mayor. And she also said, um, yes, Dr. Crutcher, you're doing it with your yellow shirt on. Representing. And uh, my question, navigating a Thank campaign. Thank you, Yolanda. Thank you, Yolanda, for all you do. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, would you be in the senior <clears throat> advisor for Greg Robson's campaign and, and, and navigating the campaign through a pandemic and all that is going on? And that's a lot of work, mm-hmm. but we know that. But for the people that may be sitting on the fence about voting tomorrow, they register vote, they can go vote, but they just discourage for whatever reason. Um, give them a word of encouragement to say how important it is. Well, well, voting is our birthright. That's right. how important it is. It's our birthright. And uh, um, even today in 2020, John Lewis went to his grave fighting for us to, to vote without opposition, right. without oppression, mm-hmm. Uh, and suppression, and we're still going through that today. You've seen it with the the, the issues with the postal service and the news. Uh, you've right. seen um, them, you know, pretty much remove a lot of our our voting or or postal offices and probate offices. I know down in Alabama, uh, in the rural areas, they closed a lot of those places down, and and so it's difficult for people in rural Alabama and, and rural areas to get. Uh, to a place to get their IDs and things of that nature. So uh, voter suppression is alive and well. Um, I just can't believe in the United States of America that we're still fighting for the right to vote. And and if it wasn't so, they wouldn't be working so hard um, to strip those rights against us and and roll back uh, the the voting rights acts. And so um, it's just our duty. It's our duty to exercise it. People fought, they bled, they died for us to have the right to vote. Uh, we're not asking for for everyone to knock doors like some of us. We're not asking for people um, uh, to run for office. All we want you to do is do that one little thing, and that's just ex- exercise your constitutional birthright and and vote. And it does matter, especially at the local level. Believe it or not, this is where the change it's more happens. Important. Yeah, and so we have mm-hmm. to start educating, not just getting people to turn out, but we have to start as as community leaders. Um, we have to start educating the community on the political process all the way from, from the White House down to the mayor's office. Um, and, and so it's vitally, vitally important. Um, I would have said maybe four years ago that um, I understand people's frustrations about not voting, but now people should understand. Uh, just, just wake up. I mean, I'm stressed out. I'm, I'm borderline depressed about what's happening in this country. Um, and uh, I have to pray and commit my thoughts to God every single day because my thoughts with what's happening in this country um, are just too toxic to navigate um, the rigors of the day. And so I get up and I pray and, and I ask God to just sustain me so I can flow 
and get through my day because of what this administration with Donald Trump has done, uh, what Governor Stitt is doing, how Mayor Bynum has allowed a, a large rally in the middle of a pandemic, a public mm-hmm. servant who's supposed to safeguard the lives uh, of citizens in Tulsa. That's their number one priority. And uh, since Trump has left, our numbers have spiked. And so um, it's important. And hopefully tomorrow you will get out and you will vote in someone who truly, truly cares about the citizens. And even with Kojo coming up in November, I know he's going to do a great job for us uh, uh, over in D.C. So, so Tiffany, I would like to say, um, you know, we've worked together on a number of projects um, and just wanted to thank you for, you know, although your your uh, niece was in the Edgerack Eats cooking competition and everything, and she was actually our winner, and it was not rigged. I will right. say that yeah, it was not because we, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. we didn't vote. We didn't vote, but I appreciate the Terrence Crutcher Foundation for stepping up and offering the kids. And and this is the type of thing that we need to have in our community. You know, people who are concerned about the youth that are coming up in the community. So, um, if you don't know, if you didn't watch Edgerick Eats, which I don't know why you didn't, <laughs> but um, the Terrence Crutcher Foundation actually gave um, a donation to all of the children, and, uh, like an additional scholarship to all the kids that actually won. You know, so we appreciate that. And what kind of sparked you to do that? Well, um, it was just to add value right. um, to what you all were doing, because uh, what you all put together um, for these kids in the middle of a pandemic, a lot of times we're complaining as adults. Um, because of what's happening, but we don't really stop to, to, to think about how it's affecting our children and right. uh, them not being able to go and do the things that y- they're used to doing. And, and mental health is real, even Absolutely. in children. Absolutely. And so for you all to put together Edgerick Eats and give our children something to do in the middle of a pandemic, learn about nutrition, uh, learn how to cook, all of those things, talk about the new grocery store that's coming to town. Thank you, Vanessa Hall Harper. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate right. it. Um, really gave my niece, I can say first, uh, firsthand, um, some hope and some joy, a little bit of joy factor. And uh, it wasn't easy. Yeah. She put her heart into it. Um, she had her dishes and her little lines for her videos and, and tried to educate on what olive oil was. EEBO is the extra version olive oil and wash your hands first. And so she did a beautiful job and, and and um, so I'm really excited. And I'm not saying that because it's my niece, but, I, <laughs> but we're excited that she, she brought the prize home and um, she's just a beautiful soul. And, and uh, I think it gave her also sparked her, her, her morale with her dad right. uh, being a cook and being gone. So anything yeah. that they can get involved in, Terrence's children, we want to keep them engaged and keep their mind free of toxicity and, and, and grief and pain. So thank you all so much. Sure. Yeah. Mm, that's good. That's good. Good. Well, t- hey, Tiffany, you know, we want to just kind of thank you for taking the time out to just out of your busy schedule. Right. Girl, you just be all over the place. And yeah, we got a lot of more work to do. Yeah, a lot more work to do. <laughs> yeah, got to uh, get signs out and uh, make some more calls. And, um, yeah. you know, I have this, this sense of expectancy in my heart right now that on tomorrow, um, win, lose, or draw, we've inspired hope. Um, in this city, and we've showed um, this city and this world, this nation, what what people power looks like, and what faith looks like, and what courage looks like, and and so I'm, yeah, I'm just pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased. Well, we're proud of you. 
proud of all the candidates who are running, you know, in our districts and stuff like that. And uh, come back. This black radio station is here for you. You know, it's here. You got some, something else? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to just give another shout out. If you need a ride to the polls, there we go. please call um, area code 918-862-2460, and we will get you a safe ride to the polls. Um, please don't let this pandemic stop you. Don't let anything stop you. Be a part of history and, 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 and get there. And I'm just thankful to Jamal Dyer, Pastor Dyer, for allowing us to use his church as our hub. Again, it's going to be safe rides. And that's we'll, just around the corner we'll, from we'll, here. Yeah, oh, we'll check big. temperatures. Mm-hmm. We have hand sanitizer. If you need a mask, mm-hmm. we have everything that you need to get a safe ride to the polls. So just call 918-862-2460, and we'll see you at the polls on tomorrow. Bobby, can I say one thing? Yes, go ahead. I just want to tell the listeners that um, working with Dr. Crutcher, City Council Vanessa Harper, and this woman right here, Damali, you better be ready. I already you know. You better get some sleep. I feel it. You better get you some energy drink. I'm scared to and, come over there. And you're going to need about, look, I work <laughs> with them, and it, it, you need about 48 hours of recovery time Ooh, running with these done. at the front. You get no. done. But the bottom line, Dr. Crutch, I think the world of you, I think you're doing a phenomenal job, and just keep doing what you're doing, and you are very, very, yeah. very appreciated. Keep on going. Thank you yeah. so Thank much. You. All right. Thank you, Bobby, for all you do and giving us a voice. Okay, <laughs> hey, that's what it is. We tell our stories our way. You're on the Bobby Eaton Show. And uh, I'm here every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Monday and Wednesday, 6 p.m. And also, Charles and Damali, tell them about your show. So we have World One Development's News You Can Use. That's on every Wednesday. <laughs> 1 to 2 p.m. Yeah, they got a good show. Yes. Yeah. So, and we talk about all kind of issues. Yeah. We talk about current events. We talk about, you know, what's happening in our community. Because basically right. our platform is there's a lot of great things happening in our community. Absolutely. Um, it's really sometimes discouraging. If you listen to the news, right. all they talk about is the negative things that happen exactly. in North Tulsa. Yeah, right. Now, something can happen we, in we South talked about Tulsa. that earlier. Right. Yeah. You know, right. So we're going to do right. that. Yeah. We got Kojo coming oh, up yeah. here in a minute. And keep in mind, we're located at 1533 North Norfolk. We do take donations over here. Right. You know, right. to help pay the bills and stuff. You know, it's a community radio station. So we do take donations. So right. Kojo, Osamoa Caesar coming up Kojo. next. You guys Kojo. stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, got to, got to pay back. Revenge. I'm mad. Got to get back. I need some get back. Pay back.
They say 90 seconds, but it's not 90 seconds. Hey, in the studio, Kojo Osamoa Caesar. How we doing, my What's brother? What's happening? What's happening? I'm it's happening great. with you, huh, man? I'm excited. Turn it sideways. Like, like, yeah, there you go. Right there. Yeah. You're good right there. I'm excited because my brother, Greg Robinson, is about to win this thing tomorrow. Yeah, he's going to knock that thing out the park, huh? <laughs> yeah, we, we're excited. We're man. excited about that. Sure. Well, hey, man, welcome to the show. Several times yes, you're back I here have. again. Yes, Tell our audience, those who don't know who Kojo is, where you come from, and you know where you're trying to go. All right, my name is Kojo Asmoa Caesar, or I come from. They call me Kojo. Kojo. Uh, Kojo. Yeah, Kojo. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> corrected me on that. I heard. Oh him yeah. Kojo. Yeah. Kojo. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. My parents are from Ghana, okay. West Africa. All okay. right. So I'm a child of immigrants. They came to America. Says. It was the land of opportunity. When you're right. in Ghana, America, my mom used to say, America was, heaven was right here, and America was right below heaven. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. wow. yeah. America might even be better than heaven because you don't have to die to go there. Right? Wow. Oh, you know? So, like, that, that is, the American <laughs> dream is very sick over there. Wow. Um, and there's a visa lottery, and so literally, it's like a lottery, and you apply for it, and it's only 50,000 people. The diversity visa lottery, 50,000 people across the whole globe. So my mom was fortunate enough at the age of 23 to win that lottery. Oh, wow. And that's wow. what gave her a green card to come to the state. 50,000? 50,000 wow. people that they, America gives, you know, for a chance to come. Sounds to like America. it was meant to be. Wow. All right. So, yeah. So she came here and she had me. And Where were so, you guys at over here? So Alexandria, Virginia, right Virginia. outside of D.C. Okay. Outside of yeah. D.C. So you grew up there? Yeah, I grew up there. So I actually, so my mom has me. She comes here. Like the theme of my life is the American dream 
and the American reality. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two different things. Two different wow. things, right? And we're grappling with that, right? right? Um, and so she gets here. She wants to be a doctor, mm-hmm. right? She, but the first thing she finds out is her school credits don't transfer from Ghana. Oh, wow. So yeah. you got to start over again. Yeah. From the oh, beginning, man, right? From the beginning. And then minimum wage now is like $7.25. You know, it wasn't, you know, yeah. that much, you right. know, about like $4.25 back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you got to work two jobs just to mm-hmm. put food on the table. Right. Wow. Uh, so, and then childcare has always been expensive. Yeah. So at the age of two, she's a single mom. So she sends me back to Ghana to live because she can't afford to work, go to school and take and care, take care of, of family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so from age two to 10, I lived in Ghana. Uh, right, um, uh, and then I came back here, but it was awesome because, right? It was like I got the values of Wakanda. In Ghana, truly, it takes a village to raise a child. Like it's not just a saying. You know, um, anybody that's not your mom or your dad is your auntie or your uncle. Right. All right. You're coming from school and you're cutting up in the street. Next door neighbor can walk down the road, whoop your tail. Uh-huh. You get home, you cry. You don't want to tell your mama why you're crying. Because <laughs> she's she going to she yeah. get you too. Yeah. You know? um, respect also, for the elders. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Respect for the wisdom of the elders. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like you may be young and you may think you know it all, but the elders have been here. Right. You know? um, so even if you don't agree, they done seen some stuff. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. So they know what's going on. They know what's up. So you got to sit at their feet and listen. All right. um, and also, like, you're blessed to be a blessing. And to right. whom much is given, much is required. So your success is never your own. Mm-hmm. You know, you right. always realize that there were people that came before you, mm-hmm. right? people that are working alongside you to make you successful. So those values have driven me, you know, all throughout my life. And I became the first in my family to graduate from college. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate enough to make it to law school, yeah. House of Wilma Mary, which is the oldest law school in the nation. It is right oh, five Wilma minutes Mary. from Jamestown. Oh, which wow. is where the slave, first yeah. slave land right. 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 from Ghana, West right. Africa. Wow. Ghana was, is right off the coast, Gold Coast. And so if you go to Ghana, there's this, it's called Elmina Castle. Mm-hmm. It's where they would put the slaves mm-hmm. right, and hold them before they got on the ships. Right. Get into the ships, mm-hmm. go through the Middle Passage, Atlantic Ocean, right. enter through the Door of No Return, it's called, right? right? Mm-hmm. And come wow. to the New World. Um, so right now when you go back, there's the Door of Return, and a lot of African-Americans are going back and walking back through those Ooh, doors. Wow. Oh, wow. You know, we were never right. going to come, come back. back. Yeah. Right now we're coming back. So, so it's incredible. But here I am going to law school at this place where these founding fathers, Ooh. you know, were. And Amazing. these folks that wrote down words like, we hold these thru- truths to be self-evident, <laughs> that all men are created equal. Exactly. Right? All these nice-sounding words, but they weren't real in reality. Right? Right. So I, in law school, got a chance to grapple with a lot of these things and then thought about the dream that my parents would always tell me, because my mom would always be like, Kojo, you are very fortunate to be in America. All right, so you have to study and work hard, all right, because it's the land of opportunity. It's the land flowing with milk and honey. Even as her own dreams weren't coming true, even as she's having to work two jobs she's to make ends meet. Putting right, that in her key, right? right. But, but she's wow. still giving me that you know, encouragement and hope. Uh, my dad was incarcerated because he got tired of being a taxi driver. Mm-hmm. And the land that's supposed to be flowing milk and honey, he's been a taxi driver, you know, for all these right, years. Right. So he gets tired of it. He starts drug trafficking. Right. right? And first he gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't meet him until I was 22 years old. But anyway, long story short, I graduated from law school and I decide I want to help the American dream. Like if, if I don't do anything to make sure that it is real for more than just me, then it's just a fluke for me. All mm. right. So I'm going to commit myself to ensuring that, you know, 
I can use education to help other people achieve the American dream. So I did my research, found this organization called Teach for America, and I said, I want to be a kindergarten teacher. I want to, you know, there are a lot of kids. Yeah, there are a lot of kids who are in single-parent households like mine. Right. The parents may be incarcerated or whatnot. They don't have positive male influences in their life, or they need more. Mm -hmm. And so I want to teach them and reach them at the earliest stages. And I'm so passionate about this, Teach for America. I want to go wherever the need is highest. Right. And they sent me to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Wow. Okay. So what did you what did you think of Tulsa when you first got here? Well, what really? What did you think when I first got here? The first one did of the you first go, people, Did you go? Hee haw! You know what, what did you uh, <laughs> no. When they you told know. me I was going to Tulsa, Oklahoma, I didn't know what a Tulsa was. <laughs> you didn't even heard. You never heard of it. Never yeah. heard of it. Um, and we landed landed at the airport and then drove to Greenwood. So that, that was the first introduction was you know, oh, wow. to Greenwood. And wow. and then I actually met my wife, Onika, on the same day. I got here June 4, 2013. Wow. One of the first people wow. I met. She was um, one of the first people. One of the first people. Because it wasn't too many black people in the program, right? right. <laughs> but she, was, like she was in the program, us. right? But yeah, she was in the program. She came from Cali to teach um, first grade. I came from Virginia to teach. And y'all just kind of met up wow. right there, huh? kind of met up. You know, yeah, yeah. they love. Yeah, she, right. lived, she lived in an apartment <laughs> right above mine. Oh, oh, we knew what y'all was doing. We were Bobby, can I do this? Because I, yeah. I got a frat brother, Damon, that he's tuning in from New Orleans. I just want to give him oh, a shout. Oh, go ahead and get him What's in. going on, Fatty? Then James, Ju- um, Dude, my cousin. Hey, cousin. And then uh, Angela Chambers, you know, our partner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my girl, Angela. Kojo, yeah. it's not like now you got to just speed it up instead yeah, of saying yeah. Kojo, Kojo. Like that. <laughs> that, I'm trying to, Kojo. <clears throat> but my question, um, because when you said it, I just I keep thinking about uh-huh. it. You said that two, you know, you have to go back home, right? <clears throat> and then stay there until you ten, and right. those definitely are formative years. Mm-hmm. So now that you are older, mm-hmm. and of course, experiencing some success, mm-hmm. what part does that play? Meaning, how do you put that into whatever perspective that you went back? Did it create a different kind of foundation? Because if you'd have stayed here, whatever you got right. between two and ten, yeah. So, do you think that? What, what do you think that did? It, I'm it really helped because you know <laughs> there are more brown and black people on this planet than there are mm. any other race, right? Right. Yep. right. And yet, it seems there's this notion of white supremacy, right? right? And we don't have as much power as we ought to, mm-hmm. or based on the numbers. But we share a common struggle. So, African Americans. And Africans, we share a common struggle. The, the people that were brought here and enslaved, I don't say, you know, slaves anymore. I say enslaved. They were enslaved. They were mm-hmm. not slaves. They were right. enslaved right. by right. white people. Yeah, right? they were. They came from Africa. And this is, you're extracting, you know, labor from another continent, bringing it here to work for free over generations. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you're going over there and you're colonizing the people in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. And you're using that labor to dig the gold and the zinc and the mm-hmm. natural resources over there to send to Europe, right? And so it's a double trouble, right? And then the mental right effects of that is on all of us, right? right. Um, and it's this divide and conquer game. Um, and so I was in a unique position when I first came back here. You know, you go to school, I'm in fifth grade, and the kids are like, Calling me African booty scratcher. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. ask me questions like, "Did you live on trees?" And they're making right. the monkey sounds and throwing uh-huh. bananas and whatnot. And some of these were did you say they were throwing bananas? Right. Yeah, you know, like, lunch, wow. lunchtime throwing black bananas. people, huh? Yeah. Well, but but the thing was, it wasn't their fault. 
They didn't. What do they see? Like right. what? What does you know? They they watch National Geographic. Right. That's, that's what you get to see about mm-hmm. Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And mm-hmm. and then, but on the other end, Africans are looking at African Americans like, well, y'all over there in the land of milk and honey, right? And y'all ain't doing nothing with the opportunity, right? <laughs> right. 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 right? They're watching right. movies, and right. what they see in the movies are the black people are always the criminals in the movies. Right. They're right. always the gangsters mm-hmm. and all those things, right? So it's distorted. So I kind of had a, a view to be able to see those two lens and say, wow, they're lying to us about each other, mm-hmm. right? Wow. And we actually have a common story and a common struggle. We need to come together. Right, and move forward together. And that's like creating a lens for us to look through. Right. Right. Like creating a lens over here, you know, which is like you say, it's not true. And then over here, we got a lens. So we're looking back at each other and drawing where we're going to throw bananas and that kind of stuff. (laughs) Right. And I I went to Langston University, so a lot of my professors were from Mm -hmm. Africa, from Liberia, from Ghana, from all these different places. But they used to, it seemed like you used to be kicking my butt. You from America, you lazy. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. You would have that. And you're like, man, why are you so hard on me? No, you don't get it, man. And I'd be like, You're not from true country. Right, right, right. right. But a lot of that. A lot of that, which was okay because it made me really get on the end of graduating with honors. Right. But it's just like, man, just getting together, better together. It's crazy that you say that because. Someone had mentioned that same thing to me last week. And mm-hmm. a, a young lady that was from Africa, mm-hmm. she's from Ghana, and she's going to um, Langston. That's the same thing she said. And those, of course, she, you know, they started gravitating, initially start gravitating towards their white classmates. Mm-hmm. And then when she got the white classmates, it's like the light, you know, came. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. This is so untrue, right. the lies that they were told about. Right. So it's a, like you said, it's a dual type of a mentality, yeah. you know, teaching. And this is how you can keep people separated. Right. It's the same old divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah. it's, it's just crazy that you say yeah. that. And I'm like, wow, someone, yeah. that is the common thread. It keep is. us, keep us you know, yeah. disconnected from each yeah. other. Yeah. You know, um, Yolanda um, has been with us this whole time. So she, yeah, you know, said out the words, but she said yeah. her husband is from Ghana. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, um, and she said, um, let me just pull this over here so I can read it. Um, so she says, they still think that w- that way, unfortunately, but Africa is so beautiful and rich in culture. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Yolanda, for your comments. We yeah. appreciate that. Can I, can I ask you, how is it that you first want to go to college or to get a degree in your family? So how is it when you do go back home to visit? I can just, I don't know. I, I, how is it when you go home? I, can, I mean, right now, they're very proud. Right? They, they, they've been confused for a while by my journey, but now it's starting to make sense a little bit. But it's like, what? You're going to volunteer? Where? <laughs> oh, my, what? Right? You know, you know, teaching. So they didn't understand that because, you know, you're supposed to go and make money and mm-hmm. send it back home and help us and all those different things. Right. 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 Um, but I just had a different path. I felt a calling and I wanted to live a meaningful purpose driven life. I wanted to be able to wake up on Mondays and be excited to go to work, that right. I'm doing something that matters. Right. right. That is going to reverberate beyond my life. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's that's when life is exciting. Right. right. It's not when you're you're making money, you just care about yourself and you have these notions of success that it's not really meaningful. You know? right. So I was that was gonna be my question is how did you get from law school to teach for America? I'm like, uh yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, what I realized, you know, my mom when she, my mom suffered a stroke 
at the age of 39. Oh, wow. right? the oh, she was of young. Work. Yeah. yeah. Years of working, working two jobs. And going to, yeah. She was a few credits away from getting a degree in clinical technology, and she suffered a stroke. And I was 14 years old, and I had to move on my uncle, who was also a taxi driver. But the only thing she knew to leave me was her Bible. And she said, son, I need you to read this day and night. All right. um, and I'm like, mom, I don't, this Bible is confusing. I don't <laughs> read it. But, but I promised that I would. And mm-hmm. it, initially, yeah, I didn't understand it, but I just kept on at it. And it transformed my life and changed my life. And I found my heavenly father. I didn't have my earthly father, but I found my heavenly father. Wow. I found out that this notion of white supremacy was false because my potential right, was limited only by my creator, which was God, right? Right. And that the steps of the righteous man are ordered by God. And that, you know, um, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, you don't ask the thing, you ask the creator of the thing, right? Right. And God created it. So literally, that's what I did. I became a God-fearing person and I prayed and I believed in my prayers and I believed that God had a path for me. And I wanted to find that purpose. So when I first got to college, I would would annoy people because I remember asking people, what is purpose? What does purpose mean? Yes. Right? And I would uh, never be satisfied with their answer. Right. Right? Or right. my teachers used to tell me, Kojo, you, you have great leadership potential. And so I'm grappling with these words. What does it really mean? You mm-hmm. know? Right. And I was that kind of person really trying to find out. You know, there's a quote that I read during the time. It said, the two greatest days in the person's life are the day they're born and the right. day they find out why. I was like, well, that first day's already happened. I've already been born. <laughs> right. so I got to find that. out why I'm born so I can commit the rest of my life to doing that. Right. Right. So that's what it's, that's been my obsession. Mm-hmm. And it, it sounds crazy, but it's real. I really, truly believe that. And I live that and I believe it. And I believe we all have that voice within us, right? Mm-hmm. And we acquire a whole bunch of different voices. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it became, okay, how can I limit all those other voices and let that still small voice become the dominant voice? Right. And it will wow. speak to you. Mm-hmm. And so I felt God calling me right to a different path, right? And he said, Soul search. So I had to do a lot of soul searching. And soul searching just means searching your story. Right. So I remember in college, we had an assignment that said, interview your mom or your dad and ask them 15 vital questions that you haven't ever asked them before. Mm. So this gave me the opportunity to ask my mom a whole bunch of questions I had never asked. Like, where my dad at? Why is my dad not in my life? You know, where were you, you know, what were you thinking before you met him? What were you thinking when you came to America, right? So then I was able to connect their story and their journey to my right. story and my journey. Right. Wow. Right. Right. And so I, I put the pieces together and it started to make sense to me mm-hmm. what my path should be. And I followed that. So I felt God saying the way you got into the American dream journey was education. Mm-hmm. So use that same thing. Make that, Nelson Mandela said, education is the most powerful tool, weapon you can use to change the world. So I was okay, fine, I'm going to use education. How do I start? I literally just Googled education in America. Google. And I just started reading. And I learned a whole bunch. And I was okay, fine. And that's how I came across Teach America. What better way to learn about education than going, start from the ground floor, kindergarten teacher, send me where they need to tie me, be in the classroom, I get to give back and learn. Right. And figure out how to actually build right communities where kids can have the potential, you know, achieve their potential. Yeah. So that's what I did, and yeah. I followed that. That's mm-hmm. awesome, man. So go ahead. It's it's kind of like when you were were able to ask. I think that's awesome. I think I may tell somebody that I created that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but asking those 15 questions, I can see because you're asking your 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 present situation about what your future is going to be. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure that gave you a good idea of where you were going because you had a better understanding of where you've been. Miss Barbara Benson, she's a big history T 
teacher. Yeah, so she's um, going to love this. She's going to love this. So she said hi and she waved. So, hey, Miss Barbara, thanks for tuning in and rolling with us. Go ahead, Damali. My bad. So have you ever held a political office before, before you ran for this office? Nope. So you just decided. What, yeah, what, what made you what decide made you, to yeah. go ahead and run for Congress? Yeah. Yeah, you and know. skip everything else. <laughs> so, you know, I um, after I taught kindergarten my first year, and I did fairly well. And so my principal asked me to teach third grade the next year because uh, Oklahoma had passed this law called Reading Sufficiency Act. Mm-hmm. And that they had learned what I was reading about when I was researching education that mm-hmm. really in the beginning of your schooling, up until third grade, you're learning how to read. Mm-hmm. But then after third grade, it switches to reading to learn. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't learn how to read, right. now you're, you're, you're falling behind. Yeah. behind. So Oklahoma right. realized that and they said, okay, we're not just going to promote people after third grade. If you don't pass the reading, the state mm-hmm. reading test, right. we're going to hold state. you back because we know and that's why third grade reading scores are predictive for future dropout rates and incarceration rates, teenage exactly. pregnancy, exactly. all of it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so what was the question? What made you? Oh, Congress. Congress. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, so, so after I finished teaching third grade, I was named teacher of the year at my school site. But I felt like the real issues weren't really about kids being able to read right, you know, calculating all those different things, it was all the external issues that was affecting them, right? right? So I became a better teacher when I realized that was the game. Like, there's nothing wrong with the people. There's nothing wrong with the kids. It's just that in Oklahoma, we lead the nation in adverse childhood, you know, experiences, right? right? We, we lead the nation in incarceration rate. Kids right. are living in communities where they don't have a grocery store. Right. Kids are coming to school with hot Cheetos and uh, orange soda right. for yeah. breakfast, hot right? Um, and so I felt I needed to do something about it because I realized that we had leaders that were making decisions that were putting us into these situations. We were 49th in education funding mm-hmm. since 2009. We lead the nation in cuts to our education budget. Mm-hmm. For the past six years, we've lost over 30,000 teachers to the profession. Mm-hmm. Like All these things affect our education. Right. And so I wanted to have an effect on that. So I actually left the classroom and went and worked in education policy for a year. And that's when my eyes got open to, oh, my gosh, this is a right. show. Right. Right? Because you have mostly white men making decisions. making decisions about people and communities that they know nothing, nothing about. about. And mm-hmm. they're just right. all just swimming in stereotypes that are not true. Right. Right. Most people are so lazy. Why do they have so many kids if they can't care for them kids? Oh, oh. And these yes, are like these are real. liberal, right? Right. They're the ones that are supposed to help, help right. us. Yes. Well, right? Right. And so I was like, man, like. I see why God had me go into the classroom, be in a community, be in kids' lives, mm-hmm. understand so their parents first and the right. see firsthand, you know? And, and, you know, I got tired of complaining. I became a principal doing all these different things. But even then, you realize that I don't have the resources have. Mm-hmm. to do what we need to do, right? right? I'm Hiring you, and so I can only pay you thirty-five thousand dollars right. a year. You got two kids, right. you know, you got to right. care for your kids and right. the like, right. and, and, the, and the kids in the classroom. So right. I'm running for Congress because I want to go over the heads of our state leaders who are engaged in the grave dereliction of duty. You are literally defunding our education system, right? Mm-hmm. Our and you're, you're funneling public, yeah, you're funneling public, public dollars to, to private, private schools, entities right. and charter schools. And and no no offense to charter schools. Mm-hmm. But people aren't getting that. And right. you're firsthand, so you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know firsthand. Okay, well, we can do this with that. You right. only have you know, I'm only gonna give you X amount of dollars right. and you better right. make it you better make it make it work. Right. Okay. Right. 
so you know firsthand. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So yeah. So that's what it has to be. So it's like, and you get tired of complaining. You realize Superman ain't coming to save us. Right. So we have to start t- tapping ourselves on the shoulder and you know running and running boldly. Um, and so I felt a call to do that. Um, and I stepped up and I did it. Let me uh, let me ask this. So Kojo for Congress. Yeah. We got so many people listening in. We got all our social media platforms yes. going oh, on yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Really, yeah. that was the purpose of the show. But yeah. to get a person's like background and history and where yeah. they find stuff, yeah. I think stuff. it weighs yeah. in a lot. Yeah. But um, your platform. Yeah. You know what's your well, platform? Even before that. Go ahead. Even before the platform, tell us what a congressman is. Yeah. No, that's you know, that, yeah. So what is a congress? People don't know. Right. You know, a lot of people just don't even know what a congressman is. Yeah. Well, really quickly, so we have a federal government, right? In America, we have a representative democracy, what mm-hmm. we call it, right? The government of the people, for the people, by the people. <laughs> so we're supposed to elect leaders who represent us. Right. <laughs> and the way we do it, we have a system of checks and balances and separation of powers. Mm-hmm. So there's no tyrant, there's no dictator. Right. There's shared power amongst these leaders. And so the way we do it is three branches of government. We have the executive branch, Mm -hmm. the legislative branch and the judicial branch. Mm -hmm. The executive branch is the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Right. Legislative branch has two chambers, House of Representatives and the Senate. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the um, judicial branch is the judges, Mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. Right. So Congress is the legislative branch and you have House of Representatives. So I'm running for the House of Representatives. Right. Let's talk about the Senate real for quick. The, the state. Yeah. For yep. Uh, so federal government. Federal, federal government. Federal. So you so it's based in the Capitol, Washington, DC. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean. So this is where those folks go to represent our national interests and national issues and federal issues. Exactly. Right? Federal. Yeah. And United States Senate, every state has two senators, right? Mm-hmm. That represent the whole state. Mm-hmm. All right. And then in the House of Representatives, you get representatives based on your population size. So if you're California, you have a huge right. population. You might have 50 representatives. Here in Oklahoma, we have about what, 4 million people. So we get five right. representatives. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so we are in the first congressional district right here, right. anchored by Tulsa County. All right. So that's what I'm running for, to be our representative in D.C. All right. Um, and obviously. Tulsa County. Yeah. Right. So, so, yeah. Tulsa County. It was Tulsa County, it's Washington County, and then Wagner County. Mm-hmm. So, um so yeah, so that's what it is. And Congress, they control the purse, right? So mm-hmm. they control raising taxes, right? Right, lowering yeah, taxes, right. spending, right. Um, you know, declaring war, and all those different things. And they pass the laws, and then the president either signs them or vetoes them, right? And then right. judicial branch reviews the laws, constitutional or not, they apply and are in accordance to our constitution. So that's what we're doing. So, question for you. How important, we've been talking and um, we've done, this is our third show on the Bobby Eaton show, mm-hmm. um, talking about voting, talking about politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, our show was actually called Politics you know, we've 101. We've been doing for about three weeks now. Right, right? for three nice. weeks. Mm-hmm. And because we're trying to educate people, mm-hmm. just what you just said. So mm-hmm. that was perfect. So how important is it? You know, this year is our census year. Mm-hmm. And we've been stressing that here on the show, um, right. on our personal show, um, News You Can Use on Wednesday. But then also here on Bobby Eaton's show, um, how important or can you let the listeners know from your perspective Mm -hmm. how important it is um, for them to participate in the census? Yeah. So this is how important it is. I mean, they're basically counting how many people are in the United States and how many people live in all the different delineations of that. 
because that determines how many representatives you get, right? And the federal government determines how federal dollars are allocated. Let's go all the way back to the founding of the country and the Constitutional Convention. You guys often hear that black people were three-fifths right. of a person. Oh, well, yeah. That sure. came from they were trying to decide for population was how we send people to Congress, mm-hmm. right? And the North didn't have a whole bunch of slaves, but the South had slaves. Yeah. Right. And the South wanted to count the slaves as part of their population right. number because right. it was going to give them more representation. Yeah. And the North's like, nah, we can't, can't do, do that, that right? Yeah. Do that so they reach a compromise and they count us as three-fifths yeah. of a person, mm-hmm. right? So that's how important it is. They were counting you as three-fifths of a person. Well, if you don't fill out your census, you're not three-fifths of a person. You're a zero yeah. of a person, right. <laughs> yeah. right? right? So it is so important, right, that you fill out your census and that you are counted so that we know this. Is, and people say that they've been undercounting North Tulsa for a long time, mm-hmm. right? right. It, it used to be that Vanessa's district encompassed all of Greenwood. But if you realize, they right. redrew that, yeah. and now... Her district is not all the Greenwood. So when we were having the debate about the Black Wall Street mural, KJ um, McKee, that's her district, mm-hmm. right? right? Wow. The, right. Vanessa's it's, district is the bridge stopped, on us, right? Mm-hmm. right? That's, that's systematically designed. Right. The bridge yeah. is what broke it in half. Broke it in half, yeah. right, yeah. you know? So, so, yeah, so these things, they use these things, right, to take away power from us, mm-hmm. right? And so it's important. So that, I've heard you guys talking about Voting or not voting. <laughs> like Donald Trump actually just yesterday was caught on tape saying in 2016, um, the election, his election year, black vote went down, turnout went down. Because Obama, 08 and 12, we're a historic oh. black voter turnout. Oh, for sure. But then in 16, we stayed home. Mm-hmm. So Trump was like, that was great. It was great. The black folks stayed home. They did right. not turn out. And that was right. good for me. Yeah. Right. So, like, if you don't vote, you're making Donald Trump happy. Right. He, he wants you to not vote. Right. Right. Stay home. Stay right. home. Don't right. vote. Don't vote because then he gets to be in power. Right. Right. He gets to rig the election. But, you know, you would be surprised at the people who are not even registered to vote. Right. Mm-hmm. Older people, too. There's some yeah. older ones, too, mm-hmm. now. Not even registered at all. I've heard. I know a few on my age yeah. ain't never voted. Yeah. yeah. Some people yeah. say, well, you know, I don't want to do jury duty. I heard that's how they get you with jury right. duty. Right. So exactly. I, don't I heard that one too. Wait, wait, really? How? What? Right. I don't know. But uh, I was. I heard what Greg said earlier. Yeah, like, you know, folks died for you to have a right to yeah. vote or not vote. Right. right? Like, you Absolutely. have the right. That is you within right. your prerogative. Right. right. But you have to see the full picture. Right. We don't have a black president if black people don't vote. Like right. John Lewis walks across the Edmund Pettus Bridge and gets his head beaten, almost right. dies for the right for us to vote. Absolutely. Right. Um, and you can draw the line. You can draw the line from those fights to the first black president. Mm-hmm. And I don't, maybe you may be disappointed because you thought, oh, we voted for Obama and now we're good. He's going to do everything. But democracy is not a spectator sport. You, you have, have to, to get involved, on the field, yeah. right? And if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Right. So still, you got to keep and stay engaged and involved, right? right? Um, and that's how we make a difference. So it's so Barack Obama said this recently. He said, you got to protest and vote, mm-hmm. right? It's politics, yeah, right. right? And, right. you know, um, democracy. So we have to do all of that. Yeah. What do you and think what, about all this postal? I'm sorry. I wanted to ask you, your, like your platform, yeah. you know, because we're yeah. from yeah. Oklahoma, and you would yeah. be a whole brand new face right. in the in yeah. period. That's yeah. So what is your agenda for our district, for us? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So for me, 
So representative democracy, I ask the question, what do the people want? Right? Mm-hmm. That's what you have to ask. It's the government of the people, by mm-hmm. the people, for the people. So I believe what the people want is an America that is as good as it's promised. Right? Those words that were written in our founding documents that shape our federal government, right? when they were written, they were not true. But I am glad they were written to begin with because we can actually say, hey, like these words are written. Every generation right. has to give it their best shot to make it as true as they can be. And it's about people want an opportunity. People don't want a handout. They want a hand up. That's right. right. My parents didn't come here to be guaranteed anything. They want a chance to be able to work and build a better life for themselves and their kids. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what it's about. So how do we truly engage America in the project of making that real where you can actually say, oh, it's your fault that you're poor because you had every opportunity to succeed and you didn't grab it, right? right. You can't say that right now right. because no, you're not right. getting that right Because also right. you have a lot of things against you. Right. So you went to a poor school right. and in the kindergarten, you get to the third grade and mm-hmm. you still can't read, read. on right. level. Now you stuck and it's like they're already building prisons for you right. in the third grade. Exactly. So those are the type yeah. of things. Yeah. It's like education-wise, education. how are we yeah. going to address that? Yeah. So, so for me, it. the platform right, is and America is good as it's promised. In Oklahoma, that works for all of us. Four main categories. Education and opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's health and economic security. Mm-hmm. It's justice and equity. And then it's environment and infrastructure. So really quickly, if you're in Oklahoma, the main issues that I've heard around, whether it's suburban, urban, rural, same issues. Education, health care, economic security, right? And then criminal justice. Right. So education, really quickly, like I said, we're 49th in the nation in education funding. For the last six years, we've lost over 30,000 teachers to the profession. When I first got here, we had 32, 2013, 32 emergency certified teachers. Right. These are people who don't have certificates to teach, but we allow them to teach because we need teachers. Right. 32. Right. Just yeah. last year, we had over 3,000 emergency oh my certified God. teachers. Right. Wow. Right? Because, but it makes sense. Yeah. If you're not paying the teachers paying right. and they're leaving, have, yeah. you're having to pull people from off the street to go into the classroom. And right. these people are leaving and going to just bordering States, right. right, and, and salary will just ten to twenty thousand dollars right. more. Well, so. actually, so the thirty thousand over the last six years, the people that just left the profession, like I'm not teach after teaching over, right. I'm exactly. not teaching again. Yeah, Every yeah. year, eleven out of one hundred leaves the state and goes to another. State. Like it's a mm-hmm. high number, right? All right. So for me, I'm going to Congress to bring federal dollars back to and our state. To back to our state, and thankfully, Thank um, Biden and Harris are on the same track, right? right? They mm-hmm. also right. have they want to bring money to underfunded schools. They want to pay our public school teachers well so that we can attract best and the brightest into the profession and be a right. well respected because the number one school-based variable to student achievement is great teachers. Yes. So if you're not paying teachers have great teachers, you Absolutely. can forget about the American right. dream. All right? Yes. So we have right. to do that. Obama, Kamala also have a great um, child care right, initiative because mm-hmm. some people are working just to pay for child care. That's right. right? right. So mm-hmm. they've been given um, child care tax credits. If you decide you want to stay home and be a stay-at-home mom, you can still get child care tax credits, like those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And not because you want to give charity, but because it benefits our economy, mm-hmm. right? If parents can actually have child care right, you it know, benefits, benefits the, the people, people right? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. right? Health care. We want to keep parents in their kids' lives. In Oklahoma, we're second in the nation in the percentage of people who don't have access to health care. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the same day I won my primary, Oklahomans voted yes to expand mm-hmm. Medicaid, right? right. M- money, federal dollars that we were rejecting. Right. To our own taxpayer, we were rejecting because it was Obamacare. 
Exactly. Right. And that's what people didn't quite. I, I thought people were kind of like bamboozled, kind of like, mm-hmm. like, oh, this is brand new. Oh, well, this no. ain't new. This it's is the, the money same. they were it's, like, we don't want. For you 10 know? years, we rejected right. it, right? It would be as if, same thing. We we went and passed a federal legislation bring federal dollars for education. Right. And we know we need it, but we said, nah, we're not going to take it because it's Biden, Biden right. education, right? right. 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 Like, like, what are we doing? Those are your legislators. Those are the people that we put in place exactly. that make those decisions right. for exactly. us. And that's why I was just kind of like confused. Like, yeah. How can you make that type of decision? And let me tell you this. So what's going on is this. Right? You have, this is how the census feeds into that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the legislature gets to draw the districts. Right. All right. And so what you actually have in democracy, the people are supposed to select their leaders. But what we instead have is the leaders selecting their voters. Right. right? Um, and so that's why OKC, they vote and stuff and they're doing some crazy stuff. But whenever we have a ballot initiative that goes straight to the people, the people vote differently than they right. do. So in 2016, they had a chance to vote on criminal justice reform and reclassify certain low-level drug offenses Mm -hmm. as misdemeanors instead of felonies. The people voted yes on that. 2018, medical marijuana, right? Right. In Oklahoma, people think, oh, that's a non-starter. Oklahomans voted yes to legalize medical marijuana. And then this June, they voted yes to expand Medicaid. So it shows you there's a disconnect Disconnect, between the elected leaders and the people on the ground, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That is why we have to stand up and speak up. And in the past, people that are running for seats like mine, because they're in their mind, oh, it's such a Republican state, they, they're not bold. They don't speak authentically. They try to pander to Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. But we've, like, spoke, I've just been me. I was like, let Koja be Koja, right? Mm-hmm. right. And, and when you do that, speak with passion, it connects with other people. Right. And they come out of the shadows. And you mm-hmm. realize there are a lot more progressives here than we thought, right? right? Mm-hmm. And that's how right. we got to do it. We got to keep running, keep building the bench. Um, and I think change the foot, especially that's the gift, quite frankly, of Donald Trump. Right. right. He has actually this, he's destroying the Republican Party and he, oh, he is. he's so doing much so much so. things. So now that actually moderate Republican suburban white soccer moms that used to vote Republican are like, I'm voting Democrat this time. I'm voting for right. Joe Biden. I'm voting for Abby Brooks. I'm voting for you, Kojo, because I don't recognize this Republican Party. Right. Right. Okay. right. So bad shape. Yeah. Because, you know, Ted Cruz actually won the Republican primary presidential power. Wasn't it, um Trump, Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? he actually won Oklahoma, right? So we kind of have had the business conservatives mm-hmm. here. It really wasn't the crazies, you know. Right. It was about it was about money, money. in our right. state, and that's yeah. the part that just kind of, you know, when I did the research and I was looking at the amount of money that some of these, like our, our representative um, Kevin Hearn, right, yeah, ten different McDonald franchises. Right. It's like this man has. Money. Right. So at the end of the day, you know, that's what we're going to get. Somebody that's, you know, yeah. people of a profit, unfortunately. Right. Right. But that's where yeah. we are. And, he, yeah. and Inhofe is. Yeah. Inhofe. And I, got, I have a question that don't even make sense to me. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm glad you're here. Maybe people like Charles, <laughs> I'm going to tell you your thoughts, my brother. <laughs> but my thought is because you're an educator, I'm mm-hmm. thinking about, like you said, reading at the third grade level mm-hmm. and how that determines um, what roadmap you're on mm-hmm. to where you're going. Prison college mm-hmm. or wherever you're going and then I tie that to our ranking of 49th with education mm-hmm. and then I tie that to you know because you're going to be in Congress mm-hmm. I believe that then what happens when some of these jobs or some of these big corporations want to come here mm-hmm. because you got to be educated at a certain level mm-hmm. if I'm bringing mm-hmm. some robotic type mm-hmm. right. maybe 
job right. here I right. do I that. come to Oklahoma right. when the education office. system is right. designed this this yeah. is exactly. setting kids up to go to prison where we rank number one with mm-hmm. women and mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. with men. Mm-hmm. So now, now you yeah. see why I said I confused yeah. myself. No, no. You <laughs> but what are you, yeah, now, I mean, now we run one with both men and women. Oh, wow. Yeah, we, we surpassed we're Louisiana. Top. So we're top in both men oh, and God. women. Oh, I didn't know that. But wow. you're, I'm, you're, I'm glad you're connecting the dots because mm-hmm. it's all connected, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> yeah. uh, we're not educating our people on the front end. We're incarcerating them on the back end. Mm-hmm. And if you're lucky enough not to go to prison, you are working minimum wage job. You got to work two jobs just to make mm-hmm. the ends meet. You're not there for your kids. Right. You can't, I can't tell the parents, you got to reach your kid and reinforce what we're learning in the classroom. Well, they got to work. They got to work. work. Yeah. work. Yeah. I got to pay the water bill. And then, mm-hmm. and then, if you, and then <laughs> you don't have access to health care. Mm-hmm. So you're working hard, getting stressed out. And if you get sick, you don't have access to health right. So, like, you don't have it's the true opportunity. Problem. You don't have to wonder about your question because it happened. Tesla, big technology company, future Mm -hmm. company, you know, they were going to Austin. They actually saw we had a marketing campaign to rule them. So that's fine. Let's give Tesla a chance and see. Right? And so it came down to Austin, it came down to Austin and and Tulsa. And when they really took a look under the hood, they're like, Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, they're like, Okay, you're 49th in education funding. Your public schools are not great. So our executives, where are they going to send, send their, their kids, kids to school? Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to have to raise their pay so they can send them to private school. Right. 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 I have them all move out to Owasso, Jenkins, exactly. and all right. those other places. But y'all want the plan to be out, out here, you know, right. in the middle Tulsa of North Tulsa or North Tulsa, right? right? And then you, our talent pipeline. When people are lucky enough to graduate and go to OU or OSU or TU, where are they going after they graduate? Right. They're not and staying here. 35 right. or 75. They're going to, to Dallas. Dallas. <laughs> They're going to Dallas, Dallas Houston. So why would we bring our new plant here? We're going to go and follow them. We're going to go to Austin. We're going right. to go to Texas, right? right? So already, this is costing. So that's my argument. If, if you don't want to educate the kids for their sake, well, do it to build an economy right? Mm-hmm. that we can right. grow. That can attract businesses, right, right. that want to be here. Right? So mm-hmm. we're shooting ourselves in the foot, mm-hmm. right? Um, so, so you're right in connecting the dots. And it doesn't make sense because, like, we – so you know, you'll have – this is actually what encouraged me in my race. When I went to Washington County, Bartlesville, and you'll have folks who are kind of conservative mm-hmm. and they're in rural towns or whatnot. Like, if you're sitting there, your rural hospitals are closing down. Your schools are not funded. Your manufacturing jobs have left no. and gone elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? So, like, Trump's saying make America great again, and what he's saying is we got to build a wall, and we got to keep the Mexican rapists out, and we got to get the African immigrants to go back to their shithole countries. And, like, that stuff doesn't help you at all. Right. It doesn't right. help your right. life at all. Right? Yeah, so, not at all. So I like, still don't, my schools are still bad. Right. Okay, there are no jobs for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, I can't pay my mortgage. I got all these things going on. What yeah. am I supposed to do? Yeah, right. you're locking up black and brown people using marijuana. That don't help you. Not right. at all. Don't right. help your life. So, so let's actually, we are a better country when we give opportunity to more and more people, when we expand opportunity to more and more people, right? When we invest in, these are investments. Right. Right? Education is an investment. When we invest in early childhood education, every dollar we invest in early childhood education, we save $7. Mm-hmm. And then that's not even counting if you prevent you from going to prison because you're spending mm-hmm. $30,000, you know, on per prisoner. Right. <laughs> right? Per right. You know right. what I'm saying? Per College year. tuition in right. some yeah. places. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it just so, doesn't make economic sense. It's, um, Policy change, right. right? That's what it's all about, isn't it? If that's what it's about, but policy know, change. But, but mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: values drive 
policy change, right? Yeah. Values drive hearts and minds, mm-hmm. which then drive policy. Right, I agree. So, so we have that's why we have to mindset. Tell people like, look, reduce what Trump is selling to absurdity, right? Mm-hmm. Make America great again. How the wall that doesn't. But make has America great. ever been great right. for us? Right, exactly. Has it ever, ever been, been great for everybody? Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, you got to look at this. So Donald Trump, one of his major legislation, and the reason why I believe all these. Evangelicals important in spite of everything he's doing mm-hmm. was the Trump tax cuts. All right. right. So the corporate tax cuts, Talk corporate <laughs> taxes for corporations was thirty five percent. Right. He reduced it to twenty one percent. Okay. That's fourteen wow. percentage points, yeah. right? And then it's for the income the tax right for income tax, um, the top rate was like thirty nine percent. He reduced that by two percentage points, and then each bracket by two percentage points, right? And then the corporate tax cuts were made permanent. So this is permanent, permanent. cuts. But for the income tax, which affects individuals and families, it was temporary. It expires 2025. Wow. Right? It goes wow. back up. And then you have the estate tax, which is, you know, the ability to pass on your wealth to your to kids. Your generation. Mm-hmm. Right. It Generational was, wealth. Yeah. You exclude the first $5.2 million of it. <laughs> well, they doubled that to like $11.6 million, oh, wow. Right? Mm-hmm. So like this... and. So this is what they're doing. So those things let you know who they're really advocating Thank for. You. It's Thank not you. the people. They're not thinking it's about for the corporations. You. It's right. for the uber wealthy. Right. And these things affect us. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about I'm not going to vote, like this is what's happening. Like right. Trump ain't done nothing to me. Yes, he has. Right. <laughs> I mean, yes. just, just COVID-19. Right. This, this pandemic should have exposed a lot of things to people mm-hmm. when you cannot get an additional $600 personally mm-hmm. to take care, pay your mortgage and whatnot, mm-hmm. but you're going to give a trillion dollars plus mm-hmm. to a corporation to sit yep. on. Yep. You know, they don't, I mean, even some of our representatives receive some of that money, yep. but the thing is that's money that they get to sit on and people don't see. Even yeah. if you're poor, I mean, even if you're a Trump fan yep. and you in the middle of the road, baby, He's mm-hmm. not thinking about it. They you. don't think about it. And this is the thing, because what they will sell you is, oh, no, well, investment is what drives our economy. So if we give the corporations tax cuts, then now they can invest that in manufacturing plants and they can bring the manufacturing back to your town and da, da, da. But this is what happens. We live in a consumer society. So people have to have money in their pocket to be able to go spend on products right. that these right. companies are right. making. Well, people are paying more for health care. They're paying more for education, paying more for all these different things. So they don't have disposable income, right? Um, and they have consumer debt. It's up high. Right. But what these corporations realized was, well, it doesn't make sense to build more factories, make more products when people don't have the money. So we're going to just use this these tax breaks to purchase our stock. They call it stock buyback, mm-hmm. which boosts our company's value and gives the executives bigger bonuses. Right. So $990 billion yeah. from these tax cuts have gone back to these stock buybacks and haven't gone to the people. It's not like they're like, oh, we're making more profits, so we'll raise and to pay for mm-hmm. our people. Right. No, not no. at all. Median income has stayed stagnant for the last 25 years. Right. Wow. right? So all yeah. the profits are going to the top. top. Mm-hmm. Right. And then at the same time, they're killing the labor unions. So here right. we're at work, right to work state. So the labor unions are going to advocate for the 40-hour work week, you know, you know, medical leave and all these different things. They're no, weak. So they're not right. advocating for it anymore. So the power's all the top and the people, you're fending for yourself. Right. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. Hey, well, Yolanda says, um, this is why Kojo gets my vote. He's smart and about change for our children, who is our future. Um, so I think that's pretty good. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Yolanda. But you got you to yeah. say the name fast. Oh, wow. <laughs> Kojo? 
Kojo. Y'all found that out. Kojo, I feel like I've been in a little class. So, election November the 3rd. November 3rd. Vote Kojo. <laughs> you know, and uh, we want to do that. We're gonna get you back in here. Yes, sir. You know, only yes, sir. it's an ongoing brother relationship between yes, you and KBOB eighty nine point nine. Yeah, Amen. and it's community man. And uh, I asked Coach, uh, could you? you I asked him. <laughs> I said, Hey, man, I need a yard sign. Shoot, I looked up, man. Next, I looked up the next day with a yard sign. I, <laughs> so I already know, brother. You good, man? I want to yes, thank you, man, for thank you. taking time out, sharing this information, man. Much needed information. Yes. Wow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Any more questions, well, paint, anybody? Painting a picture for people to see what's really going on. Right. Because yeah. at the end right. of the day, we put profit over people right. to the mm-hmm. extent it's killing yeah. folks. Yeah. I mean, we do that all the time. Killing people yeah. and. That is what we need to focus on. Yeah. We really yeah. need to hear that message over and over. You know over what? And I'll, and I'll just uh, piggyback off of that. You know, Charles and I did a show called Politics, People, and Policy. Mm-hmm. And we and we talked about and hinted on the same thing mm-hmm. about, you know, um, the system should be set up where we're about people right? instead of the policy and the politics yeah. because that's what they get caught up in. Yeah. You know, which we're now we're disposable, mm-hmm. you know, that's, and that's not, you know, what our, our system should be built on. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And that's what I'm saying. It shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Right. So to have a young person mm-hmm. like yourself that, you know, is thinking about that and is thinking about future generations, right. you know, I applaud you for that. Thank I applaud you. you for going to the top. You. you know, instead of, you know, taking those little stops along the way, right, to, right, you know, right. in these other offices, yeah. going straight to the top because you understand that that's where legislation is made and that's where yeah. the the right. biggest change is right. going to have to take place. Right. And then it'll trickle down everywhere else. Right. So thank you for that. No, you know, no, no. breath I, of fresh air. I yeah. appreciate it. And I think the um, I'm glad that people, I think in this pandemic, people have gotten a chance to stop and reflect and think about. What do we really want in our leaders? Sure. And mm-hmm. because of Trump and him being exactly what we don't want, we're thinking it's character, mm-hmm. it's compassion, about caring about people, it's about being a servant leader and mm-hmm. a selfless right. leader instead of a right. self-dealer and right. worrying about your own interests, right? And you like, know that. Caring right. about mm-hmm. the next generation instead of the next election, right? right. Those things. And right. so hopefully that's what we start to ask of our leaders, right? And even our mayor race, mm-hmm. we're starting to say, well, you just talking the talk or you walking the walk right? Right, right. And, and we start to we have to ask those questions for people so hopefully that becomes because they're going to be in the room where it happens and we're not going to be there with them right. and can we trust that in that room they're advocating for our interests or right. are they advocating for their own interests that's right that's right, right. right. and i think right. being you know i think younger people that look like us mm-hmm. will pull more of us exactly. you know I out there so. and you know along for the ride you know because we want to make change exactly. you know because i think before like we were talking about earlier we just feel like we don't have a voice you know right. or this younger generation like my cousin who's mm-hmm. saying i'm not voting right i'm just not going to do right. it you know and, and we try to give her encouragement you know and there's like a whole list of us and all <laughs> these comments and she's like yeah 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 mm-hmm. I hear what y'all saying, but right. I'm not, you know, exactly. and so, but it's because like what Greg said, you know, people are disgusted, mm-hmm. you know, they're tired of being lied to, right. they're tired of being used as a pawn. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, there's nobody that truly is concerned about representing exactly. them. So it's like, what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. what's the point? That's the point. Yeah. I guess my last thing would be what you want to leave with the people, man. Yeah. What you want to leave? Alive. What you yeah. want to leave with the before you go, we got a lot of people listening in, man. So what what do you want them to know? Man, well, I, what I want to say is that we all have a role to play, right. right? Like, really, this is about 
human potential. When we talk about white supremacy, right? At the end of the day, I go back to Genesis, mm-hmm. right? And God creating man and woman in his own image, mm-hmm. right? And his character. So that means like I created you and I gave you potential and I gave you gifts and talents, right? Mm-hmm. Not based on your skin color, not based on what family you were born into, what right. side of the tracks mm-hmm. you were born into, right? We all have great potential. Our possibilities are limited by the environment that we're put in, right? Mm-hmm. And in our mindsets, right? And the expectations that are put on us, right? Um, and so we have to realize that, like, just white ain't right, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. It's not about white being right or your skin color. You know, you have the capacity, right, for change and the capacity, your potential is limitless, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you have to take, like Tiffany Crutcher has done, pain and turn it into triumph. Mm-hmm. You got to take problems and turn it into purpose. All right. Um, and, and so that's my encouragement for people is, you know, wherever you are, find your purpose, mm-hmm. do some soul searching, search your own story, search your family story. You'll mm-hmm. find strength. You know, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Right. And use that to motivate you and, right. and all the rocks and stones that's thrown at us. We can use that to build our mansion. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what we got to do. It. And we've been doing that. Right. Yeah. We've been doing that. Sometimes, right. you know, you're born in a ditch. Right. And you're looking up at people at the top of the mountain. Right. And then but a lot of us have climbed out of the ditch and we're on level ground and we're looking at people at the mountain and we have to climb further just to get on level ground than the people had to climb that mountain. Right. Right. So you already have the strength. You have the capacity you have in your blood. Right. The, you know, the the history and the struggle and all those different things. Right. Um, So I believe we're a people of destiny and we have to believe that we have to keep working hard. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll make it to the promised land, right? You can, you can go what, 40 days without food. You can go three days without water, but you can't go a day without hope. All right. Hey, That's I good. love it. That's yeah. good. So you got to be a prisoner. Stuff. You got to be a prisoner of hope. Um, and keep it alive. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, stuff. thank you once again, yes. Kojo. No doubt. Thank man, y'all. you know thank what y'all. I mean, for showing up and showing out. Let's thank give him a hand. Okay. Yay. Thank you. Thank you, thank thank you so right. much. Kojo, yes. November 3rd. All right, you're on the Bobby Eaton Show, where we tell our stories our way, and uh, it's been great this evening. What you guys think? It was good. It was good. It was, it was needed. Oh, yeah. It was a good feel to yeah. it, and it went by fast. Yeah, yeah. Went by real fast. Yeah. yeah. Poof. It's yeah. Right now. That's yeah. There's a lot down. of good stuff, and so people should be well yeah. equipped to hit this election tomorrow mm-hmm. um, to make their your, their final choices. Right, and the polls open up at 7 o'clock. That's so right. you guys get on to your polls and do your research, do what you need to do to make it happen. We, got a, bunch of, we got a bunch of hand claps here. They said, I I, I like that Kojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he smiled, so that means he likes you too. He's one, one of a kind right there. Yeah, people need to also realize that if they need a ride tomorrow, right. that rides are available. You know, so make sure that you um, call the number 918-862-2460. Don't mm-hmm. let the, um, you know, the don't point that you don't right. have a car. Exactly. Yeah, that you don't have a car be an excuse. Yeah, that's good for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Hey, coming up Saturday, it's the Back to School Bash, Man. right? Come on, let's talk, talk yes. about that a little bit before yes. we get off the air. Yes. Back to School Bash is coming Saturday. Right. Spreading Hope Back to School bash yes. drive through this time of course because of covid but i tell right. you what the energy the people the partners and everything we need have come out in full effect so we ready and we're excited about it 
Yeah, yeah, so it is going to be sponsored by Edgerac Youth and Family Fund Center, supporters of families with sickle cell disease, uh, MetCares, the Bobby Eaton Show, or I guess it's it's actually, um, are you doing the Bobby Eaton Show? Or are you doing it's KBOB. It's KBOB. It's, it's all the same. It's all the same. We all the same. Yeah, same. Yeah, and, um, KBOB uh, and the Phi Beta Sigma. And the Brothers of Phi Beta Sigma. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. we're excited about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, we're going to be doing, you know, um, offering free backpacks with school supplies in them. Remember, they are first come, first serve. Um, the event starts at 11 o'clock a.m., goes to 1 o'clock p.m. at the 36th Street North Event Center. Yeah, uh-huh. Let me add this, and Angela's on here, so thank you for that donation, because the grill is going to uh, yeah. be fired up, right. and burgers, right. and beef hot dogs, right. and beef yeah, polo sauce is going to be flying off the grill. Right. Thanks, Angela. Right. I love me some Angela Chambers. Now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's she's, all, she's yeah. all right. We got a lot we, of great sponsors. We have, a, we have a lot of great yeah. sponsors, like State Farm, yeah. Walmart. In Scott Johnson and Associates, an attorney firm here in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Chris Sutterfield. Um, Quick Trip, they're yeah. actually making a donation. Shout out to all the motorcycle clubs that, um, what, 918 Riders, Undisputed Riders, Tilt Motorcycle Club. Um, um, oh, mm-hmm. Last Stop. Last Stop. Um, last that's stop. Angela's. That's mm-hmm. Angela's. Last business. Stop in yeah. the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're going to be donating. Um, um, the individuals' carts. Individuals. They're huh? going to be making a donation, so we're really we excited. Yeah, it's going to be fun. First yeah. Bank of Hawaii. So right. we also got the Brothers of Kappa Apple Psi. Oh yeah, they just they come in. Yeah. Omega Psi yeah. Phi. Yeah. They yeah. coming through. So many um, festive. Apple Phi Apple. Right they right. came in. So thirty six event center. Right. Thirty six so Street North. How many event say center. Alpha. Alpha. Alpha Phi Alpha. And it's funny because you know, like in years past, it's been like a huge fest. Right. You know, where we've got, you know, the city of Tulsa, you know, got the stage All for right, yeah, we used to we've bump had, it up now. But, you know, COVID-19 has kind of changed, you know, it has changed, changed everybody. That, we're still going to serve the community. Yeah, we're still not yeah. going to leave our babies you out. Guys, they come out are, get them babies' backpacks and stuff. Right, whether they're at some home food or... Have some fun and listen yes. to some music banging out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then what's so. different about this one is that we are serving kids with disabilities. Right. You know, and special needs. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it'll be individual needs. backpacks for them. Right. Right. But sure. everybody is welcome. So mm-hmm. all come out. And, um, and CPD. this year. Um, partner with us this year. That's right. And we want to make sure that pe- um, parents understand that when you come out, you won't be able to pull up and say, I need 10 backpacks. No, you know, no, no. what we're doing is we are asking that you either bring a birth certificate, right. um, school um, ID, enrollment form or a school ID, ID. Yeah. Um, or a Social Security card in order mm-hmm. for you to be able to get these backpacks. Yeah, because people will come out and they'll be trying to go through the line two and three times right. in different cars and mm-hmm. get different you this. And, don't complain yeah, they, about they, that. Huh? Because people need stuff like that's the way they do it. No, well, but that ain't that ain't the way you do it. No, 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 no. I said no. Yeah. No, I said no. I say no. We say that through experience, right? You know, because oh, we know wow. And the thing about it is, you need to think about there are other people yeah. out there too. That's you know, so yeah. I mean, yeah, if somebody yeah. else might have five Look, kids, you yeah. know, and you so just you got gonna, them sitting in the corner. Yeah, so you're gonna be able to get some fresh produce. Right. You're going to be able to get a hot meal, yeah. right. and you're going to be able to get the supplies and stuff that you need to start school for yeah. each family. Right. Yeah. So. And so that's good. I want to thank your mother, Damali, for oh, providing yeah. this food thank and stuff you. over thank here. Thank you, Mommy. You know right. what I mean? For doing thank that. Because I'm going to grab me some right okay, now. Okay, right. Cause you know, she heard my prayers. I'm telling I, you, I, I haven't eaten since like 3 o'clock. I was starving. 
she said I was on she so heard many calls. you last week talk about that last week when we were on the show. Mama, oh, thank she? you for yeah. saving us <laughs> on the Monday. <laughs> we done did a show you already know. for the community. Right. And mm-hmm. it, it's been packed out all yeah, night. Yeah. But we're it excited takes about the village, food. right? right yeah, so Bobby, eyes turn in a different color. Ooh, I know yeah. he ready to eat. You know I'm ready to eat right now. <laughs> I'm like, I've been sitting up here talking about all right we're gonna have a good one okay well thank our guests who came through thank our guests hey greg robinson you know for a mayor vote for him tiffany crutcher dr crutcher yeah re-elect vanessa hall harper and kojo coming up in november i want to thank kojo yeah (laughs) in november we want to thank all of them for coming uh, over here, KBOB 89.9. Yeah, it's been You know, great. on my show right now. And I want to thank you guys, Charles and Damali sure. and Sherry Lasky, yeah. for being yeah. here today. So yeah. we want to thank everybody. It's been a real great show. It has been. Yeah, thank and you. it is recorded. All you got to do is Google the Bobby Eaton Show, and it'll all be there. There it is. Mm-hmm. All right. Vote tomorrow. That's right. Vote, vote tomorrow. Vote, vote. Go, go, vote, 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 vote. And call if you need a ride. That's right. That's right. So, all right. Until the next time, have a good one, okay?